I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing the block. Touchdown chance. Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilot. I have Tyson from Let's Talk Jets Radio. Tyson, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. A lot of things to cover. Hell yeah, it's always good talking ball with Tyson. Guys, if you don't follow Let's Talk Jets Radio, link is going to be in the description down below. If you want to get qualified for our t-shirt giveaway tomorrow, I did leave a pinned comment in the live chat. All you have to do is click on that link, head over to Let's Talk Jets Radio, sub them up, and leave a comment on the most recent video saying Jets Talk sent you, and then you'll be entered into tomorrow's t-shirt giveaway. So make sure you head over there. Ah. <sighs> But we've got a lot to talk about. We got some news, rumors going on about the quarterback situation. We hired a new coach today, and uh, we can talk about all the rumors and whatnot, and we'll get into your calls a little bit later. We'll be taking phone call questions, so make sure you hang around for that to ask us all the uh, the good stuff. So let's jump into it. Uh, first off, let's talk about some awards. Last time you and I spoke, the awards were actually going on <laughs> as they yeah. were happening. Uh, we find out that Klecko and Revis both wind up getting into the Hall of Fame officially, and then Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson wind up being Rookie of the Year offense and defensive. Uh, what were your thoughts on the awards night and the, the Rookie of the Year and everything going on about that night? That was an amazing night for the New York Jets, man. I mean, talk about an overwhelming just excitement. Everybody wants to go to Canton now. And it was all well-deserved. I mean, Kaleco was long overdue, man. I mean, that was a crime that he wasn't in there. The Pro Bowl with three different positions. So that was – to see, like, the Joe Namath go to his house and knock on the door was tremendous. Revis, we all know who he is, one of the best players I've ever seen live. And then, you know, Sauce I thought was a slam dunk. I was worried about Garrett Wilson. I thought he'd get screwed somehow, whether it was by Walker or Purdy. But – Dude, it's awesome, man. It's great to see the excitement around this team. And for Sauce and Garrett Wilson, that's your marketing tool, man. Any quarterback that wants to come here, that's front and center. Like, look what we're doing right now. Team on the rise, come play for us. Yeah, 100%. When you're looking at, like, that whole night, I, I would have to say this was probably, like, a top five Jets night for me, like, across the board. Like, I've, I was at the Monday Night Miracle. I've been to a bunch of, like, really cool comeback wins and stuff. But, like, emotionally – from like my father who loved Joe Klecko, myself who got to watch Revis go through everything, and then me having a daughter now with like the the emergence of sauce, it just felt like a three generational kind of thing. And it brought like all three levels of Jet fandom together. And like I'm not gonna lie, when I saw Namath knock on the door for Klecko, I I cried. <laughs> I yeah. sobbed like a little kid. I was like, oh dude, it was it was so emotional. And it wasn't even like like I never watched Klecko play, but like seeing how much it meant to him that it finally happened and like knowing the you know all the history and everything, it really it it meant a lot. 
Yeah, and it was like, I think he was a victim of being a part of the Jets, where other organizations, their guys always go to top of the list before Jet players do, which is unfortunate, because he was so good, man. And, like, you saw so many players, like Anthony Munoz would praise him, Dwight Stevenson, even Peter King would have article after article, Joe Coleco belongs in the hall. And you could see it kind of wore on him. Like, I've met him over the years at signings and stuff, and you could see, like, the frustration and just the, the anguish about it. Like, he's so just bothered by the most disrespectful for being that all-time great player. So to see him enjoy it, the happiness, it's just it, – yeah, I was emotional too, man. I was like, how could you not get kind of like choked up by this, right? Yeah, and then you, you get the whole Sauce Gardner and Darrell Revis like in the same night. Yeah, Reeves going to the Hall of Fame, Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner. Like I hope Sauce sits back and realizes how special of an opportunity it was to get – defensive rookie of the year and then to like see Revis going to the hall and say like oh maybe that's going to be me in 10 years 15 years time whatever you know obviously 15 with the five-year retirement thing but it's fascinating seeing two great cornerbacks on the stage at the same time he's on the same career path man he's actually probably ahead of Revis at this point he's one of the best corners now in year one he's only gonna get better he's just he's just learning the NFL man imagine when he really masters his art and masters his craft it's gonna be next level Oh, it's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about the quarterback sp- situation, specifically Zach Wilson. Then we'll go into like the free agents, the trades, and all the, to, the rumors, man. speculation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we got it. You know, you know. There's everyone's always looking for opinions on on the uh, signal caller. What were your thoughts of Zach over the course of this past year? Like, what did you expect at the beginning of the season? What did you feel we got at the end? And what are your thoughts of him moving forward? The expectations going into the season was a huge step forward, a huge leap where his rookie year was kind of mediocre, where we we were happy he was a game manager at minimum, but we expected a lot more. And then the injury was a huge setback, man. It was just like, now what? He's going to miss all this valuable preseason time. What can you expect? And then when he played, it got to a point where he looked overwhelmed. And he had a couple good games. He had to come back against the Steelers. He did, you know, he did good things, but then just the wheels fell off. And he looked dazed. He looked confused. And the most concerning part was the team didn't like him. The team rallied around everybody but him. You could tell there was dissension in the locker room, and it became uncomfortable. It became awkward. And once that's your leader, man, that's the face of your franchise. That's the guy everybody looks to in the huddle. If they don't trust you or believe in you, you're not going to win games. So they had to make a change. I wish they made the change sooner. I would have made the change at the halftime of the Patriot game, and I would have just, you know, I give solid credit for actually going to Mike White, but it's disappointing, man. And now it's like if you're Zach Wilson, like if you're being honest, like he's got to feel terrible. Because you have everybody in your organization saying we need a veteran quarterback. He's basically an afterthought. And you know, like, your teammates question you. The fans are questioning you. The media is going to pound on you. Like, at some point, you're like, you know what? I want to trade. Like, I want to get out of here. I want to clean start somewhere else. Like, like why, like, why would you literally want to stay here? Yeah, I mean, you just get absolutely abused. And you saw people sliding into Zach Wilson's mom's DMs, like, ripping on him and stuff like that. Our fan yeah. base went way overboard on all that stuff. I hate it. I don't like seeing that. She mentioned, you know, she says she never called the Jet fans toxic or whatever. I I honestly find it hard to believe. I think we are, <laughs> are a toxic yeah, are. bunch of individuals, unfortunately. Uh, and I'm hoping that doesn't, you know... I'm hoping we can start to change that narrative because players are not going to want to come here and they see how Zach Wilson, a highly drafted player, gets treated after just two years in the league. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you think we wind up moving on from Zach this year? Do you think he's on the team for the season? What are your thoughts moving forward? I mean, what's his trade value at this point? I mean, I think everybody knows the Jets don't want him or his value is so low. Do you, do you sell him low or do you say, you know what, if we get an mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, sit and watch him for a year. Maybe you can learn for your – see, to me it's like – if you have Aaron Rodgers, keeping Zach Wilson around makes sense. 
If you sign mm-hmm. a Derek Carr for five years, keeping Zach Wilson makes no sense because he's not your part of your plan anymore, right? Then you could see what kind of value does he have. But you know, it's it's tough. I like him. I don't I don't hate him like some people do. I, I believed in him. I, I you know he has got so much potential. It was just the wrong player at the wrong time with the wrong coaching staff. You know, that's kind of where it was. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think everyone had hope for him and there was like all this promise. He has the athletic gifts and everything, but it just we didn't have the right staff in the building to try and help develop him. I think there's, you know, the the timing of everything with I feel like the COVID year with, you know, a weaker schedule and having a really strong offensive line, I think they they probably miscalculated how fast the game was going to be for Zach when he stepped onto the NFL field. And we saw, I think it was last week when we were talking about it, where uh, there was the report that Rex Hogan and LaFleur were all in on Zach and that the scouts said they needed two years to, to sit him. And, you know, we played him for two years and now seemingly getting a vet quarterback he's going to sit at least for a season uh, i agree with you i you said you know what's his trade value it can't be very high and joe douglas is not one to lose trades the former number two overall pick i mean unless zach is kicking and screaming behind the scenes i have to imagine he's on this team for this year even if we wind up getting Derek Carr, i think you, you just try to fluff his trade value almost like they did with teddy bridgewater after the sam darnold trade you try to rehab some of him a little bit in preseason and now teddy bridgewater turned into a third round pick for the jets i would imagine zach is probably at least that given the the status of his draft stock and and how small his uh compensation uh financially would be for a team i I think you could build up his trade stock in in preseason and also it also depends on how much you believe in hackett you know like how much you believe in hackett how much believe in downing can they develop Mm -hmm. a quarterback what's the offense going to be can does he have a legitimate quarterbacks coach one of my biggest complaints was Calabrese didn't know what he. I mean, it's a first-time quarterback coach with a first-time mm-hmm. coordinator. Like all these new, you know, all these new coaches. Was he getting legitimate coaching? Like he had like five coaches last year. Now he's back down to two this year. You know, what 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 impact can Hackett have on him? Can he make a legitimate difference in his career, his fundamentals, his techniques, his mindset? Because he's a damaged player, dude. Like you, once you're shaking confidence, like when you're co- like the Jets were scared to play him in Miami, dude. They were petrified mm-hmm. to put him on the field. That speaks volumes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I think they definitely did not want to expose him more than they already did. And I think a lot of it had to do with the psyche. Like, I think if Mike White doesn't get hurt, Zach Wilson never sees the field the rest of this season just because they did know they wanted to redshirt him at that time. I I just think they didn't want to, like, say it out loud uh, so much. Uh, Now, going from the Zach stuff, you mentioned it. We just hired Todd Downing as our passing game coordinator. What were your thoughts on the hire? I mean, he's a veteran coach, which is good. He's got experience as a play caller. He's got experience as a quarterback's coach, which is good things, man. I mean, this staff, we, I just mentioned earlier, they were inexperienced, man. So now you're bringing another guy. He's coached with Hackett before, which is good. So there's some alignment there. It's like, you know, you, you know, they, they ran the ball well in Tennessee. You know, there's, it's like this is – it's funny with these kind of coaches, man, because you could pick the stats you want to pick to prove your point. You could say the Tennessee, the Tennessee offense sucked, but Tannehill got hurt. You could say Tennessee offense was good because Derrick Henry is an you know, all-pro running back. Like You can mm-hmm. kind of pick your stat to justify your case. I like that he's a veteran guy. I like that he's got ties. And then the, I guess the most important thing, if you're a Derrick Carr guy, it's good for you because he was Derrick Carr's quarterback coach and he was his coordinator, and Carr played very mm-hmm. well underneath him. So for me, the angle I want to go, I like that. So. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I was looking for a reason to try and be connected to Derrick Carr, and I couldn't for the life of me. <laughs> 
find any sort of, uh, you know, breadcrumbs leading us there. And now that we have Todd Downing as the passing game coordinator, uh, and I actually, I guess I could also bring this up too. I saw this from Boy Green. Uh, he said that the, I guess Albert Breer was talking earlier today and mentioned that the Jets were the only other team to put in an offer or a phone call about Derek Carr with the Raiders. What are your thoughts now that Derek Carr uh, now that this news is kind of out and the Jets had at least inquired about him, we don't know if a trade was offered or accepted or anything like that. And now that Todd Downing is in the building, do you think the Jets are going to you know, make a move for Carr instead of waiting maybe for Rodgers? Well, it gets interesting because now tomorrow Aaron Rodgers will be on the McAfee show. Everybody thought Aaron Rodgers was going into darkness for the next four days, so we didn't know what he was going to do. Now all of a sudden tomorrow he's on the show, which I get a feeling he's going to say, you know what, I'm open to be traded. That's when things get interesting, right? But for me... Derek Carr is a, a, a great option, man. To me, it's like Aaron Rodgers is like a one a one to two year maybe plan. Derek Carr is five years. That That's a guy that's going to be here. He's going to be fully vested. He's going to want to come to prove everybody wrong. I like a lot of things about him. Um, I think the, my biggest fear to the Jets is they get used for leverage here where they, they go in on Derek Carr, but in the back of his mind, he spent two days in New Orleans already. He knows the head coach. He's good friends with the guy. That's what you kind of wonder about if they get played for leverage. And then while they're messing around with Derek Carr chasing him, Aaron Rodgers wanders somewhere else. You know, it's a, yeah. the timeline for this is scary, man. Yeah, I actually, I didn't know Rodgers was going to be on McAfee tomorrow. I think you're right. I think he is probably going to say that he's willing to be traded at this point because uh, with Carr set to hit the open market, I believe by 4 p.m. tomorrow, I think, is the yeah. deadline, unless they release him before then. Um, that That is interesting to me. I think we'll, yeah. we'll find, I think Rodgers is spooked a little bit because he probably thought Carr was going to be traded and he'd have this little bit of time to, to kind of sit back. But now with Carr's release coming, the Jets are going to have to do what's in the best interest for the Jets. So unless Rodgers says, hey, I'm coming here, we should be going after Carr. Because like you mentioned, that's four or five years. And I really like the, the thought process of having someone who's pissed off. Like Aaron Rodgers, post-Jordan Love, uh, trade up with the Packers, wins two MVPs. Like pissed off Aaron Rodgers, good quarterback to have. You got pissed off Derek Carr right now, a guy who has played for four different head coaches, five different offensive coordinators, has been in two different cities. I trust him, as much as people want to give crap for the whole cold weather thing, I trust him to come into New York and put up the same caliber stats that he did year over year and healthy year after healthy year after healthy year. More than I trust maybe some other quarterbacks that could come in. So for me, Derek Carr's a really, really intriguing option. But I, I, my fear is like, do we dance with Derek Carr a little bit? And now Aaron Rodgers gets pissed off and he goes to like the friggin' Raiders and Carr uses us for leverage like Cousins did. And <laughs> now we're left here with Ryan Tannehill again. Who Todd Downing has ties to as well. So it's like, it's, yep. no, but the, and that's the fear, dude. But that's the fear. Like the Jets have got to be really, really wise of how they, they handle this. And you got to hope they, 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 they played their cards right. They've inquired to Derek Carr. You know, if they agreed to the compensation with the Raiders, it's great, but he didn't make a visit here. Why is that? Did he not want to come here? Like, what's the what's the deal with that kind of situation? Um, I mean, and they're, they're going to make a big move. We know that. They've talked about it. they got to sell tickets. they got to win games. So tomorrow's Aaron Rodgers announcement is going to be interesting because now it's becoming out that the Packers are willing to trade him. So now he's like, you know what? You're going to leak that story? I'm willing to be traded. Let's play this game. You know, so – how soon does that happen? And what you know? And what do the Packers want from him too? Like, you really haven't seen any leaks of compensation yet. Ooh, this is a great, great point uh, to jump into. We saw Ian Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show today, so let's get into that. They talk a little. Aaron Rodgers will discuss it on the other end. 
And uh, if uh, if Aaron is in fact traded, what do you think the compensation will be for the Packers? God, it is so hard. I mean, I would imagine a first round pick would be included. It's, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers, but yeah, I'd say, but but it's just you know, you, it's a lot of money, and you might be only getting one year or two years. So I'm sure it's you know more than a one, but is it like the Russell like four years ago? Rodgers almost couldn't be traded because the, the the compensation would be too high. I mean, it'd be you almost couldn't do it. Um, now it's like it's going to be a lot because he's still a great quarterback, but because of all the different factors, it might not be quite as much as you think because you have to pay the money as well. How's the Jets cap? It's okay, um, and I have to look at like how much money they have now, but definitely something they can do. Definitely okay. like. The, the cash is not an issue, and the cap they could figure out without much of an issue. He's going into darkness on the other side. He's going to be seeing gangrene, I think. Uh, that, 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 might be, uh, that might be tough, obviously, for Packers fans to handle, but who knows what the darkness will tell Aaron. Aaron well, might want to go well, live his life. He might want to retire after coming out of there, which he, is a very real thing. He might, but uh, you know, I would say this. For Packers fans, who I'm sure – I don't I don't know what Packers fans think, but I can imagine they could feel all sorts of ways about this because it's been a couple off-seasons of this. I highly doubt that he will be traded in the conference. So either way, you're probably not going to have to see him except on TV. Or on a, in a Super Bowl, obviously. Or yeah, Jordan Love and oh, boys cool. make it to the Super Bowl, and Aaron does right. as well. So that was the comments made by Rappaport. They mentioned at least a first-round pick. I think that's definitely the case. I'd be surprised if the Jets were able to get Aaron Rodgers without giving up a first-round pick. Now you can juggle it around is it the the 13 pick this year is it 2024 it's gonna be interesting to sort of see what did you think about the comments made by pat mcafee especially when he brought up like the jets obviously rogers and mcafee are close and him bringing up the jets i'm thinking he's like got a little bit of inside information rogers probably talked to him a little bit off the air and, and maybe drop some knowledge that's my hope at least yeah 100 man they're both tied in they're really really close and now he's like all right let's start adding some fuel to this fire could have forced a packer's hand like Aaron Rodgers is very, very calculated, man. Everything gets out for a reason. Mm -hmm. He plays the media like a fiddle many times. So I agree. I think McAfee knows he wants to start building it up. And it could be to get the Raiders to up their offer as well, too. Like, all right, you know what? We're going to mention the Jets. I want to go to Raiders. But you know how this game gets played, too. So mm -hmm. um, the compensation, I wish it would be conditional, though. Like, I want mm -hmm. conditions on this. Like, your fear is, like, he, even, even Rappaport said it. It could be a one-year deal. He comes here for one year. You give up all these picks, and then what? You're, we're having the same conversation next year, right? So yeah. you kind of want to say, listen, we'll give you a first-round pick in 2024 as long as he plays two years or however you want to do it. We'll give you a second this year, a first next year, but make conditions on it so you get at least two years out of it. If you don't, you're not getting burned on it. Yeah, 100%. The, my fear is that the Titans and the Raiders, the two teams that we think are probably going to be in on Rodgers, both have higher picks than the Jets. So like, yeah. if the Jets offer a second-round pick and the Raiders and the Titans offer a second-round pick. Their picks are going to beat the Jets' pick. So now the Jets are kind of left stuck having to offer 13 almost. But I agree. I would like some kind of condition. I don't want to offer, you know, the world and then have him retire after one year. I think you have to have that pivotal uh, conditional pick based on just showing up, I think. And I'm fine with giving up two firsts if I had to. If I knew I was getting two, like one, giving up 13 this year and a conditional first next year, I would like to try and get the tackle with it if you get back to Ari from, from the Packers. I think that makes it a little less of yeah. a burn uh, because of the, the caliber player he is. But I would love it to be, 
you know, less than that. <laughs> I, I don't want to pay yeah, a whole lot for a 39-year-old quarterback, personally. No, 100%, man. I love. I mean, I wouldn't mind backyard either, man. It's a, it dresses a need, too. He's, you know, he's a little older, but who cares? Like, it just it, – it's going to be so interesting, man, because the thing is, too, is, like, does Aaron Rodgers play hardball? They say, you know what, the Packers say, you know, we found the place we're going to trade you. Say it's Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, you know what, I don't want to go there. I'll retire. Does he play mm-hmm. that game? Does he play? Because, like, remember Favre used to do that, too. I'm not going here. I'm going to retire instead. Does mm-hmm. does Aaron Rodgers get petty like that to force his hand to where he actually legitimately wants to go without having a no-trade clause? Yeah, I, it's fascinating because I, I felt like Rodgers always had the retirement card, but I almost feel like with Brady retiring, I don't see Aaron Rodgers wanting to share a stage with Brady. And the fifty, like the $110 million that he's yeah. getting over these next two years, yeah. that's the little carrot that teams are dangling in front of him. They're like, oh, yeah, you want to retire? I don't think so. You made $300 million in your career. Here's one hundred ten for two years. I, I think he's going to be playing. I don't think the retirement card is going to be quite the card he thinks it is. Are you are you worried at all that he's not going to be fully one thousand percent vested though when he goes somewhere else? Like that he kind of mm-hmm. like he comes to New York. You know the media market is going to be the fans will be crazy, me be crazy. But will he be the first guy in, last guy out? You know, like that overall team guy to you know in Green Bay you could you can get kind of lazy because you know everything, you know everything, you know everybody, mm-hmm. you know the scheme, you know the coach. You could pretty much do whatever you want and get away with it because you're Aaron Rodgers. You come here, nobody knows who you are. You don't know the like you know the offense somewhat would hack it, but. You got a lot to get to get used to here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I'm not sure. I don't think he's going to be first guy in, first guy out. I think at his age, he just knows so much at this point that he's he's not going to put in that kind of time. Um, I don't think he's going to do the extra work with the receivers. Like I, I think we are getting, you know, relatively bare bones. Aaron Rodgers. It's like you're getting the talent, and just that's what you should expect to get from him. He, he's here to collect his money, but also to try and win MVPs, possibly another Super Bowl kind of add on to his legacy i don't think he's gonna you know half asset or anything like that like i don't think he's gonna retire on the field the way like a tremaine johnson did but i think aaron Rodgers doing what he feels is enough is probably better than any quarterback we've ever had <laughs> so i'm kind of like all right with it it's a weird way to to say that because Derek carr i feel like is going to bring a ton of passion and fire that like i almost feel like Derek carr's personality meshes really well with the New York Jets because it feels like Carr was sort of thrown out to the side. Jet fans have always sort of been second-class citizens in their own uh, stadium to the Giants. It, it doesn't feel like we ever get any kind of respect, and I feel like there's that little bit of similarity between the two, the fan base and the player, where Rodgers, he definitely fits the New York City like attention kind of thing, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like Tennessee is almost more Rodgers' speed, and I feel like... I don't know. Do you think Rodgers is like seriously contemplating these three teams or do you think he knows where he wants to go? I think he knows where he wants to go already. He has it all mapped out. He has it all figured out. Now just he's playing this game to have all the attention and helping his buddy McAfee get millions of views you know, on his <laughs> show every Tuesday or anything else. I think he knows exactly what he wants to do. Um, and, that, and that's the only thing I wonder about coming to New York, man. Does he literally want to deal with this chaos that is mm-hmm. this market where you can go still be king of the castle in Tennessee, be the king of the castle with, in Vegas, making more money because mm-hmm. of the taxes, you know, the tax stuff in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then just you can be the king without all this hoopla, all this, because the media, it's all fun and games in, in New York, New Jersey, when you're winning and playing well. The first mm-hmm. sign of adversity here comes is, you know, they'll just attack like vultures. Does he want to deal with that? And if, if he, and that's my fear is just say he comes here and, and God forbid the Jets go eight and nine or, or nine mm-hmm. and eight and they don't play well. Does he like, you know what? I'm done with this. I don't want to deal with this no more. Like I'm out of here. Like this is, I tried it. It didn't work. I'm gone. That's my fear. Yeah. 
I mean, that's kind of almost what Favre did to an extent. Favre yep. had the one year here, and then he's like, all right, I'm done. I'm retiring. Like, I'm, I'm hanging it up. And then yep. the Jets wound up releasing him from his from the like the retired reserve list, and then he came yeah. back, and that's when he wound up signing as a free agent with the Minnesota Vikings. So clearly, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> like, yeah. that would be the conditional, like, oh, no, yeah. if he's not on our roster, you know, you don't get yeah. – the, the 2024 pick. It's just weird because like the 2024 draft is going to have to happen before the season. So like what happens if Roger says like, oh, I'm retiring, you know, in August. <laughs> Fuck everyone else. Like I've, I don't care what yep. you think. I'm going to do what I want to do. And now we're out, you know, the extra pick. Ugh, That's the I concern, man. That. That's the concern mm-hmm. with him. It's like his yearly I want to retire speech. And like the only nugget, like you said before, is money, dude. That's a tremendous amount of money to walk away from. I don't care who you are. That kind of mm-hmm. money is kind of like, you know what? I'll tolerate it for two years. You know, I'll, you know, I'll even play for the Jets. You know what I mean? Like, he may just <laughs> – so we'll see. It's Tomorrow is going to be fascinating. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to jump into some phone calls. I want to jump through some super chats real quick. Vinny in the Jets says, uh, Tyson hates Elmo and Baby Yoda. Is that true, Tyson? You hate Elmo and Baby Yoda? Uh, no, I'm good, man. Those Elmo is actually – he's actually a legend on our channel. He, he has this – all our guests have to say hello to him. So it's funny. <laughs> Dude, listen, I like it. Ryan, we are the only YouTube channel that welcomes all Sesame Street characters. We we welcome animals. We welcome everything, dude. We, we are. <laughs> you had just, a baby on there the one time. <laughs> just see, <laughs> we it's just we welcome everybody. I love it. Uh, Blitzcrew drops in. Blitzcrew says, "Do you think the young guys on the Jets will respond less uh, to less than a hundred percent in Aaron? I'm in on Carr." And Aaron as plan B. Mm, uh, I think this team's going to buy in with competent quarterback play. I don't necessarily think you need to be 100% bought in. Like, as stupid as that sounds, I think Rodgers is going to bring enough excitement that everyone else is just going to be so much uh, happier and better because of it. Like, I can't see a situation where Rodgers puts in so little effort that he, like, doesn't play well either. <laughs> like, I think this was the, the worst year we we're going to see from him, and that was with a broken thumb. What are this your is thoughts? a great this is a great question, man, because we just mm-hmm. talked about it. If Aaron Rodgers is not doing all the extras, Garrett Wilson's been pretty outspoken, man. Be like, you know what? I need this. We need that. The offense isn't doing this. You wonder if he like they were getting disappointed with the way Zach Wilson was, whatever happened in practice. I wonder if that situation happened with Aaron Rodgers, if these guys start chirping. They they're pretty outspoken. These young guys are pretty into it, man. Like they like they all, you know, they're their first guy. They want to work hard. They want to win really bad. If he's not giving the same effort everybody else is giving, could there be rumblings? That that'd be interesting. Yeah, right. Like the I've I've seen Sauce, I've seen Garrett Wilson, I've seen them all sort of like make a little bit of noise and not even like in a necessarily like a bad way, but just sort of like voicing their opinion when it I don't know, it's like when they back it up on the field like Sauce and Garrett Wilson have, I I don't really have much of a problem with them saying it. Yep. Um I guess I'd like them to keep it in-house. I don't want to have additional yep. drama. But uh, what do you make of, like, the young guys saying stuff like that? It's bold, man. There were times where I was wondering if Salah had a really good feel for his locker room where he's too much of a player's coach where they were too outspoken because they basically ran Zach Wilson out of the starting lineup. They basically mm-hmm. overpowered and made him look stupid with the Mike White T-shirts, which whatever. It's mm-hmm. like you said, you want to keep more things in-house. You know, it's just it, it, you walk a fine line as a player's coach, man, because, you know, it's it's one thing to be a leader, but it's also another thing to be a pain in the ass and start being disruptive and dividing the locker room as well because, you know, sometimes you could be Zach Wilson has guys that are his guys. And if you start chirping out loud to the media, you're like, listen, dude, what are you doing? This is 
we've seen this in the past. Like I'm an older fan, man. I remember like the Sheldon Richardson days and Muhammad Wilkerson and Brandon Marsh and all these guys were the locker room became became kind of ugly, man. And you you have to have your own little like your enforcers in there. Like like Rex had his guys, like Jim Leonard and Bart Scott and all these guys. Who does Salah have to be his guys to manage the locker room? It's probably CJ Mosley, I would guess, but you've mm-hmm. gotta you've gotta make sure you have a really good pulse for the locker room, man. Yeah, it's important to have those veteran presence in there. And I really hope CJ Mosley does come back. I know he's got a massive cap hit this year. Yeah. I think they'll try to rework that. Um, all right. So let me pin the where is it? There are the instructions. All you have to do is click on the pinned comment in the live chat if you want to join the show. Uh, just follow the instructions on there. I'll queue you up and then I'll get to everyone. Uh, as we go here, we'll answer some questions. You get three minutes on the timer. After three minutes, you get the chicken. That's it. You're out of here. <laughs> that is outstanding. I need one of those. It's a great chicken. I love the chicken. Uh, all right. First caller up, we got Carson. Carson, how you doing tonight, brother? What's going on, Ryan? Tyson, how are we doing, gentlemen? What's up? Hanging in there. What's on your so- mind, brother? So, question, I heard you say something in the open, um, opening uh, here um, about Derek Carr and mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers and, and these, the quarterback talk. Um, do you think as a team right now, um, with the holes that we have on the offensive line, um, the holes in the linebacking core and the hole at the free safety position, do you think that it is wise to give up a first-round pick right now if Aaron Rodgers is committed to becoming the quarterback of the New York Jets? I just don't think we're in a position to be giving up assets. I would say this. I think, yes, absolutely. I would give up the first round pick for Aaron Rodgers. I think the the second first would be more so conditional, but I would give up 13 for Rodgers if I knew I had him for, you know, at least this year and then hopefully, you know, next year as well. But I'm at the point where I think there's a real chance the tackle doesn't fall to the Jets. And at least with Rodgers, you can see him bringing some of his players with him that would actually solve some of our needs. And I do think you can get safety, linebacker, uh, and additional offensive line help outside of the first round. We saw Joe Douglas was with the Philadelphia Eagles when they drafted uh, Maialata or whatever, their left tackle in the seventh round. So Douglas can find those types of players later on. Um, What do you think, Tyson? I completely agree, man. Like, it's it's tough getting away that first round pick, but... You know, the key of the draft is getting value in the later rounds. That's where you got to find your diamonds in the rough. You got to get quality third, fourth, fifth round. You got to work free agency. But Douglas has been smart with his contracts. You know, he got her big last year. You got to find ways to get it. But the offensive line is a priority, man. That is, you want Aaron Rodgers here. You better protect, you got to protect Aaron Rodgers, man. You can't have now, him for his life. Yeah, I was talking, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking in my head before. I called in last show um, when Dom mm-hmm. was on the show. And yep. I was bringing up Brian Branch as a possible target at, at pick 13. I love him as a box safety. It reminds me mm-hmm. a lot of a, a lot of Jamal Adams, but in the good way, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's for me, it's Branch or Skaronsky if he can somehow get there to 13. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, as it sits, you got McGovern at center. You got um, ABT, who I would keep at guard. That's where he's an all pro at, even though he could swing a tackle. Um, Lakin's been great. No one talks about him at all. Um, if Makaki, I thought Lakin was horrible <laughs> this past year. I, I did not I like Lakin at all. Was that bad. I didn't. Think oh, Lakin I thought he was abysmal. I thought he was our worst lineman. Okay. Yeah, by a um, long shot. If you can somehow swing Makai out to the right, where I think he mm-hmm. will excel, um, you somehow cut Dwayne Brown. I don't know what his cap hit is. Um, if we do decide to cut him, 
Um, and take a swing at Orlando Brown if he squeaks through to free agency. 26 years old. You give him a five, six-year deal to cover the blind side at the left tackle. I don't think he'll squeak through from Kansas City. Um, mm-hmm. But what do you think about Orlando Brown, possibly? I, I really like Orlando Brown a lot. I was actually pounding the table for Orlando Brown earlier. <laughs> I think it was in the in the preseason. Um, but then as we started to get a little bit later and you saw like just how much that cap hit would be and how much he's probably going to have to ask for. I love that he plays left and right tackle. I mean, he plays left right. now, but he did play right in Baltimore. So like there is like some knowledge. I think Douglas could go to some of his connections in Baltimore and say like, Hey, what type of player is this guy? Do we want to bring him right. in? I would fully endorse it. He's young. Um, I don't, 26. I don't think we 26. go. Yeah. I just, I get the feeling we're not going to go that high of a price tag. Cause I think he might be the highest paid tackle this uh this circuit there's a few really good tackles well there's a few really good ones there's like three or four that are going to get paid a lot of money yeah carson thank you so much for the call you've been ejected from the cockpit so awesome Uh, i like it i love it i love the chicken i gotta (laughs) i gotta get some other like little hot button things and i gotta figure out how to how to have fun with them because they're they're a good time right Uh, the the one the one thing with with the car though um Mm -hmm. mcgovern you gotta re-sign mcgovern first of all he's a free agent so you gotta Mm -hmm. bring him back um in terms of Mekhi Becton, I'm not so sure I'm going to write him as a starter. He's got a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. And something that we talked about last time, I'd be really interested about AVT playing left tackle. I'd be fascinated mm-hmm. by that move because what he brings to the table, young, athletic, physical, growing into a position, that to me, you could save some money and, and get a very good player there. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, I, at least with tackle, I think I'm penciling in Mekhi Becton as the starter at right tackle. Like for right now until we get into camp, if I'm Joe Douglas, like I'm not signing someone to supersede him or drafting someone earlier to take that spot. I think I'm penciling him as a starter. And then you wind up saying like, okay, uh, you know, you draft someone maybe in a later round, maybe they overcome them in training camp, but at least you don't create that awkward sort of situation. But I agree. I don't think you you can rely on Becton to, to be the guy. AVT kicking out to tackle. I mean, AVT would like to do that. There's going to be more money at the tackle position than there will be at the guard position, and it solves the Jets' tackle situation. It should be a little bit easier to find a guard, I would think. So, I mean, that's a really fascinating situation because if you kick AVT out, maybe you just pay Herbig a few peanuts and you have him in there at guard and you have your tackles and, you you know, I would like to, to figure out the center as well. We had talked about bringing back McGovern. I heard recently that I guess he had an exit interview and they did not discuss any type of contract extension. So it sounds like he's definitely leaving the team, which means center for me is, you know, a top priority. I don't think it's going to happen in free agency, though. I think we're going to use a high pick on one, whether that's trading down from 13 and selecting one maybe at the tail end of the first or maybe taking someone like a John Michael Smith in the in the second round at like pick 44 or whatever we are. Yeah, I heard the same thing. I was surprised because I think with Carl Lawson, they kind of gave him a hint that they want to bring him back where the governor was no hint whatsoever. So I guess they're ready to move on. I guess that could be based on scheme too. Like, you know, Hackett mm-hmm. says, you know what, I want this. I have a different style center I want. Then I'm like, you know, who, what center does Aaron Rodgers want? We just go get him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Let me uh, pull up real quick. I think the Chargers center, Lindsley, used to play – just want to see what his cap hit I is. In, I wanted in the last time. <laughs> yeah, so he's his he's got no more guaranteed salary left. So he may end up getting cut. He's 32 years old. If there's a situation where Rodgers wants a, a center that he has played with before, this guy's probably not going to be a whole crazy ton. He made 
Uh, let's see, he had a $13 million signing bonus. He's probably right around the $10 million a year range. So if you wanted to sub out McGovern for someone like Corey Lindsley, uh, that was someone that I had on my radar when he was a free agent two years ago. So okay. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that. Uh, we had a few more super chats come in. Then we're going to get to Christian. Then I have Charles, Joe, and Mr. Primetime uh, <laughs> going down the the whole line. I'm assuming, uh, is that your Mr. Primetime? I don't I'm know, guessing. man. You, you never know these days. I know. I can't tell. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let me throw these up real quick. Uh, John's, uh, Joshua Sullivan says, if we sign Carr, do we trade for another weapon like T Higgins or Justin Jefferson? There's no shot. Justin Jefferson is moving anywhere. That dude's going to get a ton of money. Um, not to mention it would cost you probably more than two first round picks to get him. T Higgins, I think has a shot at going somewhere. I know he wants to be back in Cincinnati or um, Cincinnati or yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, Where's he at? Yeah, I, I get Cincinnati, him in yep. Cincinnati. Yeah, okay. <laughs> get my, get my, my wires crossed here. Um, I feel like the DeAndre Hopkins stuff is always sort of interesting to keep an eye on. Michael Thomas, I think, is either going to be cut or is a free agent. That could be a potential option. With Rodgers, you're going to see the connections to like Lazard and Cobb. I think Cobb could come in as like a backup uh, replace someone like a Braxton Berrios, and then you put Bam Knight back on kick returns, and then you have Elijah Moore start in the slot with Cobb behind him. But as far as a big weapon, I don't know. Do you, do you see the Jets going out and getting a big wide receiver? We have Corey Davis under contract. He If he's cut, it would be a $10.5 million savings. I don't know what to make of it because like I, I don't like the injury history from Corey Davis. I feel like he's not available enough, and the drops kind of get irritating. But I don't know if we're going to find a better receiver than Corey Davis for the money we're currently paying him. Yeah, I can't see T. Higgins is going to want a monumental contract, man. He's going to want huge money. Justin Jefferson does. And we still got to pay Quentin Williams, man. We still got to take care mm -hmm. of our own. Plus, you need two linebackers. You need a safety. You need a center. Like, you, we want to have these explosive playmakers. But you have Garrett Wilson. You have Elijah Moore. You have two tight ends. Plus, Ruckert, who still has you know a lot that can be proven. Um, mm -hmm. I think the money's going to be spent elsewhere, dude. Like Hopkins is interesting, but he's going to want big money. And then if you got to pay Aaron Rodgers or, or Carr mm -hmm. is going to want $40 million a year, like there's only so much money to go around, and we have other holes that are pressing. Corey Davis is interesting because you save $10 million or whatever it is. That's, a, that's, that's money to help you get Aaron Rodgers, but then you have a hole. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. How do you want to do that? And, and I'm not a Corey Davis fan. I think, I, and I wanted him. I, I was happy when we got him. But he drives me mm. crazy, man. If he's not dropping a ball, he's falling down or he's getting hurt. But mm. you're right. For the for his first value, for the money he's making, you know, maybe he does stay and they try to get cap space somewhere else. You restructure Mosley, you restructure Carl Lawson, you do things like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a situation where Corey Davis, like you go to him and you say, Hey, look, we would like you on this team for this year. Let's knock back your your cap hit. Maybe they you know, have a void year or something like that where he can just walk at the end of next year, stretches the cap hit a little bit more, and then you have a receiver yeah. just not at the, the cap hit he has right now. He doesn't have guaranteed money, so you could even say, like, hey, look, we'll give you five or six million if you think maybe he won't get that on the open market somewhere, and you want to go for a ring here in New York, you don't have to move. I think there's some value to that, um, but I would say at the very least he's getting restructured, but I think there's a, a high likelihood he's going to get cut. Thomas Cahill says, we could trade, uh, or we can get a tackle in round two. Let's get a stud wide receiver in round one. Um, it's an interesting thought, right? I had, when I had, I did a mock with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback and how I would do the draft. And in that trade, I think I had us giving up the second round pick and a first round pick in 2024 uh, based on if he, you know, comes back for a year or two. 
So at 13, I projected the top three tackles would be gone and the Jets would be in a situation of, okay, do you take the, the best non-tackle or do you trade down? I would probably look to trade down, maybe recoup some more picks and, and, and get maybe an extra second or third round pick in there. But if you had to stay put, I think Brian Branch is interesting, the safety from Alabama, and I think the wide receiver from TCU. I don't know if that's where he's going to ultimately stay, but he's like six foot five. He's got some pretty good speed on him. I don't. I want a receiver that could maybe provide something a little different than what we currently have, and I don't know if that's maybe a bad way to look at it, but I felt like we have maybe too many receivers that are trying to do the same thing currently yep. and having one big body guy that could jump up and get jump balls would be uh, maybe just what the doctor ordered. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. That's it's That'd be interesting. I'm kind of with you, though. It's like, well, if we, if we even have a first-round pick, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, you got to get offensive linemen at some point. It's going to be a huge hole. You got to, you know, restock there. Then it depends on – see, the thing, too, is, like, you mentioned a little bit earlier, like, Aaron Rodgers coming here – may buy you cap space for guys say, you know what, I want to stay here and play with this guy. I'll take less money to stay here. I'll restructure because I want to play here. So you may mm-hmm. be able to keep a Corey Davis just on that alone. Say, you know what, we'll give you $7 million, $7 million guaranteed, but you're playing with a Hall of Famer. Does mm-hmm. that, you know, does that help you too? But the draft will be interesting, man, depending on what happens to free agency. But you need you need linebacking help. You need safety help. The receiver always helps. You figure Berrios is going to be gone, right? So that's another guy mm-hmm. off the – so you definitely need receiver help because you can't be, you know, one Garrett Wilson injury away from – you know, being in trouble. Absolutely. Uh, Mumtaz comes in and says, do you think Brady handed uh, his photos of refs making love to monkeys to Mahomes on his way out? That much holding happens on every play. Talking about the Super Bowl yesterday and how the refs may have stepped in at some points. Um, yeah, you know, I think the holding penalty uh, that gave the, the Chiefs the first down, it was close. I think that does happen on a lot of plays. I think um, the corner Bradbury came out and said, it, you know, he did hold him. He grabbed the jersey. I think that's, you know, that's good of him to come out and say it. I think the the bigger story for me was, you know, if Jalen Hurts doesn't fumble that football and doesn't get returned the other way for a touchdown, they probably win that game. That was at least a 10-point swing, I think, uh, and that just triggered, you know, <laughs> an onslaught of, like, momentum change. What were your thoughts uh, about the Super Bowl yesterday? Same thing, man. That was it. That fumble was enormous, man. And the Eagles defense not getting a stop the whole second half. They didn't make adjustments. Mm-hmm. So the, the, I understand the notion of like you don't call that in the last couple minutes of a game, but it was mm-hmm. holding, and they they had so many other opportunities to, to win that game, and they didn't take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely completely agree there. Uh, Pooch guy drops in and says, "I'd rather cut Corey Davis, restructure Carl Lawson, and C.J. Mosley." Um, I really like Carl Lawson. My issue with him is more so the playing time that he's preventing from Jermaine Johnson. Michael Clemens and Bryce Huff. Now, maybe there's a situation they want to slide John Franklin Myers inside, and now you have Lawson comes back as the fourth edge. That's intriguing. I do like that um, instead of maybe bringing back someone like Sheldon Rankins. What are your thoughts on on John Franklin Myers and you know maybe restructuring uh, to keep Carl Lawson? I like Carl Lawson, man. You know, great mm-hmm. mentor to Jermaine Johnson, great mentor to young players, high work ethic, high character explosive guy. He's going to have a healthy offseason now, so maybe you'll get a better version of him if you can stay healthy. But restructuring mm-hmm. makes the most sense. You can't keep him at his current cap number. It's just it's not feasible for his production and the other talent you have on the team. But I'm all for it, man. Try to keep him around. He's a good, he's good for the team, man. Yeah, maybe there's a situation where you kind of have him 
you know, you, you add an extra year onto the contract, you give him some guaranteed money and you spread the cap hit, kind of like what we were talking about with, with Corey Davis. I think that's entirely possible. Uh, all right, let's jump back to the phone lines. We got Christian hopping on with us. Christian, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey there. Glad to see you all. Yeah, glad to have you on. What's on your mind, brother? To be honest with you, this whole entire quarterback situation is really confusing and um, like nail-biting because, you know, Mm -hmm. since we all heard that Derek Carr got rejected a trade to the Saints and now that he's going to get cut tomorrow and with Aaron Rodgers uh, like four days and from now going to come out of his retreat, he's going to get an option as well. Who do you go for in that situation? Because, you know, if you have Rodgers and Carr's options? Yes, because um, I would prefer both, but mm. you can only roll with one, and and if one doesn't work, then you are in deep trouble. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think you once you know Rodgers wants to be traded and you know Carr is getting released, I think that's why Tyson said um, Rodgers is hopping on the McAfee show tomorrow. I think he wants to let teams know that he wants to be traded, and then it's just a matter of like, okay, I'm going to go into my retreat. I'm gone for four days. He might get traded on day one. He won't have any idea for like three more days uh, in that sort of situation. So I, I don't know. I think um, I would go to the Packers first. I would say, hey, look, what's the price that you want? What gets this done? And then if it's too high, you pivot to, to car and you, you know, you just, you figure it out from there. I don't know. Tyson, what would you do? That's tough, man. That's so tough. Like who's the first, what's the first phone call you make? It's gotta be, I think it's gotta be to the Packers before car gets released. I think you do that because you don't know if car is going to get traded. I mean, obviously he says he's not going to accept the trade. You expect him to get released, but I think you have to do your due diligence on Rogers first um, from the optics perspective. So do you think the Jets have already made that phone call? I do. I think I think there's a trade in place. I think it's I think it's gonna wind up being their left tackle, Bakhtiari, and Rogers for two firsts. I think that's what gets it done. I've been I saying that for I, like a few weeks now. <laughs> I'm like yeah. almost positive that's what it's gonna be. I, I wouldn't, that's probably the first phone call they make and say, What's the compensation? What do you want? Once he says mm-hmm. I'm open to be traded, then the games begin. Yeah, absolutely. Christian, is there a quarterback you want to see us get? Uh, I don't know. Like, for, like, Aaron, there's a difference between, you know, a playoff team and a Super Bowl caliber team because Aaron Mm. Rodgers puts us in Super Bowl caliber position, whereas Derek Carr puts us in a playoff position. That's a big difference. Mm. And, you know, I want to see the Jets win right now. And, you know, considering of how, you know, like I've been going through, like, (laughs) ejected from the cockpit. Nice talking to you, Christian. Um, Always, always fun. Good questions. Good questions. It was funny. I had, uh, I see a a question here that I I flagged earlier. It was from Duncan. He said, how much uh, trade compensation is too much for Aaron Rodgers? What would you, what would you think that number is? I mean, two first-round picks makes me nervous, not knowing how long he's going to play for it. That makes me – I'm already there. I'm getting nervous. Um, to me, yeah, it's I think all about if conditions, it's, man. I, I think if you don't do a conditional first 
in 2024. Like if you say it's straight up to first, I think that's too much. I think that there's too much risk involved with that type of move. Um, I think if you wind up doing like the conditional, then two first is totally fine based on him coming back. Because realistically, with Rodgers this year, you're assuming this pick should be 25 or later. You would want, you know, you want to get to at least the second round of the playoffs, I think, with a Rodgers signing. Uh, All right, we got Charles Gorman. And Charles, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Tyson. Hey, Ryan. How are you guys? What's up, man? Hanging in there. What's on your mind today? Big Bangle jersey, Ryan. Thank you, thank you. Love it, love it. Hopefully we get to see him again someday. I got my fingers crossed, right? Like him and DeBrickashaw, those are the next two guys that I think might have a shot. And outside of that, we're probably looking at players that are currently on our roster as far as like Jets as opposed to like, you know, a Brandon Marshall or something like that, you know, that might get in with another team. Uh, but we'll see. Well, I think so what's on your mind, Charles? Well, uh, you know, we just got – I just, you know, talked with my dad in regards to the most recent hiring the Jets made. I think his name was Todd Downing, correct? Yep. Yeah, the passing, the game, passing coordinator. game coordinator for us. He came from the – he was the OC for the Titans last year. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I heard he has ties to both Tannenhill and Derek Carr, which to me is awesome mm-hmm. uh, because uh, we could definitely use uh, a veteran quarterback or an experienced, a successful quarterback on our roster. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, this whole free agent thing is really getting me all excited. You know, just can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, there a quarterback I, what, you particularly want? <laughs> yeah, I, number one is Derek Carr. I think uh, I was talking with with Jim Pop, whatever the hell his name is. Okay. If I if, if like I butcher the guy's name wrong, I'm not trying to insult him. I'm just trying to remember his name. That's okay. Uh, I know you're talking Derek about. Carr too. I said, look, Derek Carr is what I like because I think if you bring in Derek Carr, it kind mm-hmm. of feels like an underdog story coming to life. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a guy that in like the first three years of his career with the Raiders was among the most popular players in the history of the franchise. But once he endured that injury, his popularity dipped a bit. And there are some people who are like, yeah, he's good, but I don't think you can win with this guy. I look at Derek Carr as a leader among men as a guy that's passionate, as a man that cares about the game. The guy mm-hmm. can make very good throws. He's very – I mean, I've been, I'm have been i a huge fan of Derek Carr ever since his mm-hmm. rookie year, ever since his first game, which happened to be against our New York Jets. And he impressed the hell out of me, you know, and I've been impressed with him since. Uh, obviously, number two is Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. because of the success. And obviously, if we get him, we'll have to now get fireman and to do the discount double-check commercials. <laughs> That'd be great. Instead of putting on like the helmet, maybe like, <laughs> like <laughs> puts on like a WWE belt or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Uh, but you know, that's pretty much it. That's all the two quarterbacks I want. But obviously, as as Tyson mentioned, we gotta protect the quarterback. We gotta mm-hmm. protect them. Without an offensive line, we ain't shit. I, I completely say. agree. You got if words, every words quarterback by. plays the same when they're laying on their back. Charles, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, All right, next up. I know, we kind of went around in circles a little bit. (laughs) It was great, though. We got Joe joining us. Joe, welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Ryan, what's up? Hanging in there. How you doing tonight? All right, how you doing there, Mr. Tyson? What's up, man? How you doing? All right. Listen, Ryan, we had this talk last week. Mm-hmm. I can't give up that 13th round pick, man. 
I mean, <laughs> we don't know how Elijah Vera Tucker is going to turn out. And we mm-hmm. know that fat-toed Becton. He's probably eating a rack of ribs right now. You know? It's we don't insane. know how he's, you know how he's going to turn out. So He's the big I mean, meal ticket. Right. And Tyson was mentioning before, if we don't have an offensive line, we don't. it doesn't matter what quarterback we have. We could have mm-hmm. Tom Brady. We're not yeah. going to win, man. And Derek Carr, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. man. It's night and day between him and Rodgers. Now, do you think the Jets should be in on Carr, or do you think we have to kind of like look solely at Rodgers? How do you think we handle the situation coming up this week? Listen, you got to grab the bull by the horns. You got to go for Rodgers. We can't look at Derek Carr. I mean, we can entertain it. I guess technically mm-hmm. we're probably going to do due diligence. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Joe's going to look into it, but you have to grab the bull by the horns, man. You got to you gotta go all in on Aaron Rodgers, and you got to show him that you want him. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to take a second-round pick this year, first-round pick next year, and maybe a third next year. That should mm-hmm. seal it up. Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree with you, but at least, like, I don't know. Joe's got to do his job and do his due diligence. I'd be a little irritated if he blindly, like, didn't know anything about Carr. At least him reaching out about Carr makes me feel kind of comfortable. I wonder what they told him, because we didn't hear that the Jets had a trade offer accepted. You know, maybe the Raiders were not going to trade him in conference, because the Jets do play the Raiders this year. I think that's one benefit of Carr possibly coming here, is he gets another crack at his former head coach. Um, and I do like the underdog story that uh, Carr would provide. The Rodgers situation, though, I mean, even a down year for Rodgers, like this past year, is what we're hoping to get out of Derek Carr. So I, I can understand wanting to go all in on Rodgers instead of maybe leaning towards Carr. Ryan, Ryan they did, the mm-hmm. Rangers just fucking cut him, man. If he's so great, and he does, he could throw over 4,000 yards a year in a fucking passing league. You know, mm-hmm. I've been watching football like, you know how old I am. I'm almost sure. 50. This is a passing league. That, that doesn't show me nothing that he throws over mm-hmm. 4,000 yards. But, you know, borderline Hall of Fame receivers he has every year when he, when, when he, since he's been on the Raiders. But that well, being I mean, you're said, talking Devontae Adams this year, and he had Amari Cooper for, I think, two or three years in there. But outside right. of that, he, he hasn't really had many receivers to throw to. But but what what team would give up a great quarterback if he was that great? Well, I don't no, think he's you know, great. You know I think I think he's exactly like a, a Kirk Cousins level. I think he could be seen as you know. I, I don't think he's at Stafford's talent level, um, but I think as far as like where Stafford was when he was traded, I think right. you can argue you know in that same threshold. I think he's just as valuable as someone like a Kirk Cousins is. And I think you can win with someone like that. Someone that provides you yeah. enough opportunities to get into the playoffs. It's almost like having enough swings, like with the draft, right? You want to have a bunch of lottery tickets, which is almost what every playoff yeah. berth is. Because you don't know how the ball's going to bounce. You don't know how the plays are going to get called. You don't know what the other team does. Injuries, all that sort of thing. So it's almost like a lottery ticket in that respect. So, I don't know. There, I see the value Kirk in Carr because it gives you five cracks though. at it, where Rodgers only gives you two, but it's two like all in. So it's it's interesting. It's two all in with one with like a third like okay, you're not doing anything in 2025 like that like that's right. a punt season. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the you're cockpit. Here. Uh, all right, guys, we've got Caden, uh, then Blitz Crew, then Sam, then I got Jimmy from Seattle, and then Hype. Guys, uh, I'll get to you in order. Uh, so, Caden, you are up next. Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, Ryan? How's it going? Hanging in there. What's on your mind tonight? 
Well, I'll just say this. So I'm a new caller for specifically the show, but I've been watching it for a long time. But I call in a lot on um, Jets Media, Richie's stream a lot. So oh, I'm nice. familiar face there, but I'm familiar with mm-hmm. the Jets League. So hope you guys are having a good day today. But I actually wanted to call in with a little something different instead of um, talking about the quarterback situation. We can get to that if okay. you want. But um, center talk. Um, you guys were talking mm-hmm. about it a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it about how Boy Green said that um, – in the accident interviews, nothing was brought up with McGovern about a new contract. Mm-hmm. I would like to move on from McGovern. Like, for what he was worth it, it was good. Like, he was a bridge mm-hmm. gap, helped us, and was steady. Was he the best? No. But he really didn't get injured, and he was there. And I don't think there's anything to be mad with that. He was a good enough option for building the team. Now we are trying to get superstars. McGovern is average. He's not a superstar. I personally really like John Michael Schmitz the center from Minnesota, he is my draft crush in general. He's just so good, and he proved it down the Senior Bowl again. Um, but also, with how good he was at the Senior Bowl, it really raises draft stock. Could he not even be in play in the second round, or we'd have to trade up? So I wanted to know what your thoughts are on the center situation there. Yeah, no, great question. Okay, so McGovern, I I was on board with bringing him back for a while because of his availability, and Joe Douglas had brought up the availability, the consistency, and that's kind of what McGovern has been since he's been here. Now, that being said, I don't particularly like McGovern. I think he does not stick up for his quarterback. I The amount of times I've seen him just kind of walk away or not get in another defensive lineman's face because they've you know hit our quarterback, that sort of rubbed me the wrong way. I would have preferred us to draft a center last year, let him sit behind McGovern this year, and that would have made me feel a little bit more comfortable. I do like mm-hmm. John Michael Smiths. I do think if there's a situation where maybe the Jets trade, let's say it's a second-round pick instead of the first-round pick, then maybe there's a situation where the Jets trade down from 13, fall back. I could see them take him in the first round, have a five-year contract with the center. I, I would be okay you know, going to the back end of the first in a trade-down situation if you wanted to grab the center. I, I have no problem with that. Um, I would grab the center. I do think it, this is the year to do it. If you have Rodgers and he wants Lindsley, you know, the center from the Chargers, if he winds up getting cut, then maybe you bring him in as an option for maybe two years with Rodgers and you draft someone maybe a little bit later. I've, I, I have brought up uh, Ricky Stromberg, the center from Arkansas. I think he's a really good center. You can get in like the third, maybe fourth round uh, where you don't have to necessarily spend the second round pick on John Michael Smith, but it kind of depends on how you handle it with McGovern first. Uh, is there someone you particularly want, or is it just John Michael Smith? Well, also, if he's not available, Luke Weipler from Ohio State. I mean, Big Ten mm-hmm. always has good offensive linemen coming out, so he's a possibility there. Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe just bring in a veteran just to, like, compete. And then I'll just quick comment on the quarterback situation. I like mm-hmm. both Carr, Rodgers. I like him for different reasons. I'm honestly, though, leaning towards Carr just because of the drama. Like, I just want mm-hmm. our quarterback situation solved to be going to the offseason, scout our players, and, like, just really start building on the team. I don't want to wait. And I mm-hmm. honestly feel like at this point, go with a proven commodity or at least somebody who is more likely to be here. Go with Carr. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Caden, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Tyson, I want to get your thoughts. What did you think about the center conversation? Which way do you want to go with it? Well, I got a question for you because to me, it's like with Aaron Rodgers, I almost want to have a veteran lineman in front of him for the next mm-hmm. two years. But Derek Carr, like, you know, he's going to be here five years. You can get that young center and have them grow mm-hmm. together. It's almost, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no, no that's, that's a smart way to look at that. Plan, older uh-huh. center for the veteran quarterback and go that route. 
Yeah, I actually, that's a really good thought process. I hadn't considered that. I kind of thought like, okay, get the quarterback first and then figure it all out after that. But yeah, with Rodgers, that's a situation where you want him to be as comfortable as possible because he is coming to a new area. So maybe getting someone like a Bakhtiari at the left tackle, getting someone like a Lindsley at the uh, center position, bringing in someone like a Cobb as the backup slot. All these different players that could help make him feel more comfortable might be the right way to go. You don't have to worry about the chemistry issues with a young center snapping it to a 39-year-old quarterback. So I really like that. That was a really good way to look at that. And then I think if you bring in a center in the, you know, third, fourth, fifth rounds that could maybe play guard, hop in in, in uh yeah. place of Lake and Tomlinson if he continues to do poorly and then just having that backup center is going to be taking snaps with our future franchise quarterback in Zach Wilson cuz he's got to turn it around. It's going to be perfect. We have no nothing to be worried about. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> So I, I really like that thought process, Tyson. Yeah, it's something different, man. It just, it just depends on the quarterback because like Derek Carr is more of a long-term fix and you can groom him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all right, we got Blitz Crew coming in. Blitz Crew, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, guys. How you guys doing this evening? Hanging up, in there. What is on your mind? Good. Well, first of all, since I saw the chickens back, I got to call in. So uh, <laughs> last gotta. time I called in, he was uh, – he was, all, I, he was, he was uh, missing a hard drive somewhere, yeah. Yep, yep, so, yep. Uh, <laughs> so a uh, couple of things. Uh, if mm-hmm. Ranch, Paris, Johnson, and Skaronsky are gone at 13, mm-hmm. are we trading back? I don't see – I mean, yeah, a wide receiver would be nice, but we need a big body mm-hmm. wide receiver, and no one seems to really fit that mold at 13. I mean, So sh- I if Paris, Johnson, and Skaronsky are gone, I'm looking at Broderick Jones, the tackle from Georgia first – but I think I'm changing my tune a little bit on Osiris Torrance out of Florida because of the possibility of kicking AVT out to tackle. If you think Osiris Torrance can be AVT at the guard position and you just don't really trust him out at the tackle position, then maybe you do kick AVT out. And you might even be able to get Osiris Torrance in a trade-down situation from 13. Yeah, because um, he'd be more like early 20s, <laughs> mid-20s yes. kind of territory. And yeah, at least a I would lot still be looking for a line Jones in that territory too. So yeah, I've seen Jones. Uh, I haven't seen him actually fall that far, but I've seen him in like the player rankings in the twenties. I feel like because of positional value, he'll wind up sliding up a little bit higher uh, come draft day. It though. seems like if Branch is available, I, just because of safety depth in this draft, it seems mm-hmm. like that's where we really should be going. Tackles, we can still get solid tackles in two and three, mm-hmm. uh, but two mm-hmm. it seems like it's almost earmarked for center now with Schmitz. I yeah. But, uh, I, if you go with someone like Carr in free agency, then maybe there's a situation where you, you know, I, I don't know how you could pass on tackle in the first round. I, that That's the one thing that I feel like is is kind of eluding me. As much as I like the idea of going safety, if you pass on a tackle to go safety, I think I'd be pretty pissed. Tyson, how are you feeling about the, the safety thing, tackle, tackle talk? Tackle. Yeah. But the, the question I have is how many safeties do we think we need? Are we assuming Jordan Whitehead's going to be here or is he going to be gone? Ooh, Blitzkrew, what do you think? I at least isn't he? Uh, he's a likely cap casualty, at least my uh, to my understanding. Yeah, so it's, it's I, possible. I think we saved seven point two million from him. I think he's a a cap hit of maybe ten million or so. I'm not sure what to make of Whitehead. If we needed the money, I'd cut him. I do like the idea of possibly bringing in Jimmy Ward from from the San Francisco 49ers. I think the Salah connection and him not being able to play safety and the whole Shanahan comment of like, oh, do you want to see the bench? Maybe that's enough to get him over here on a cheaper deal. Uh, I don't know. Tyson, what do you think about Jimmy Ward? 
Interesting player, man. I mean, I, I'm disappointed by Whitehead. I was a Whitehead fan, but I thought he missed way mm -hmm. too many tackles. You're waiting for those big hits, all these impact plays. He didn't make them. So it's like, mm -hmm. is that just a bad year getting acclimated mm -hmm. to this defense and, and, you know, the Jets? Or is it, you know, is he just not, is he on a decline? You don't know what he is. And then Joyner should be gone. And Joyner was, mm -hmm. you know, first time Joyner looked better than Whitehead, which was scary. So, you know, Ward, Ward would be interesting, man. Yeah. Before hey, I get there's, booted, there's a lot uh, of questions. Quick, uh, Fire away. Is uh, Lawson good. tradable? I yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, he plays a premium position. I I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to want him at fifteen million given the season he just had. I do think the Jets have an inside track with being like, okay, I think we're going to be healthy. We've seen you from a medical perspective all year. Maybe they would gamble on you know restructuring and keeping him. I don't know if he's a tradable asset though. Tyson, you think we could trade Lawson? Not at fifteen million dollars. Not what it's going to Yeah, I think that's going to be tough. Blitzcrew, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, all right, we've got Sam. Sam, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. How's it going tonight, guys? What's up, man? Hanging in there. What's on your mind? Um, I'm looking at uh, some of our holes on the team, and I'm looking at Tampa Bay with mm -hmm. their cap problems. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe there's a player or two we can, you know, trade from, bring it, or take from them, bring in, and then fill some holes that way. So if we're looking at wide there. receiver, what about like Mike Evans? I know he's got a big contract, but what do you think so it take to bring him in? So right now, the Bucks are $55 million over the salary cap. They have $83 million in salary cap in 2024. So they are going to have to cut guys, move on from some contracts. Um, now I do, let's see, if they cut Tom Brady... What is that? It doesn't do anything for him because they just had dead cat money. Um, let's see. Godwin would cost money. Mike Evans, they would save money. How much would it be? So they don't save much money by trading him. It's only $2.3 million. Uh, so you'd have to give up a pretty big draft pick, I think. And he's 30 years old. Um, I don't know. I don't think I would be on the Mike Evans train and I don't know if they're going to move him for that kind of money. I think they're, they're going to have to make some other moves there. Um, are there any other players that you were kind of eyeing, or was Mike Evans the like the sole guy? Maybe some guys on the offensive line, too. I know they got a, a very good one. Tristan Wirfs is probably the only guy that's off the table for them. Mm -hmm. But I know they got a, a couple veteran guys in there that, you know, you could bring in if you're, you know, going to spend those premium draft cap or premium draft capital on quarterback or a different position yeah i mean jensen's an interesting one i don't know if he's gonna be on the roster they can cut him oh no they can't cut him actually he'd wind up having dead money so he's not gonna hit free agency i don't know the bucks are an interesting team i there's enough talent there it's all gonna be veteran talent i think because of where they've been the last like group bunch of years tyson is there anyone that jumps off the page at you as far as like the the bucks roster well, I'm curious about their mindset. Who's their quarterback going to be? Are they going to are they going to try to rebuild it and blow things up? Are they going to try to restructure and get a quarterback and make a run this year? Because isn't Todd Bowles kind of coaching for his job this year? Yeah, I, I was curious about that too. When I put out my uh, predictions for where quarterbacks were going to go, I had a tough time with this one because part of me wanted to say Sam Darnold going to a division rival in the NFC South, leaving Carolina, going to Tampa Bay, going with the coach that drafted him. Uh, the coach wound up getting fired, so maybe there's a little bit of like a connection with the you know, failure with the Jets yeah. kind of connection. I do think Sam in the NFC South 
you know, might be the second best quarterback if Carr ends up going there too. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Bucks are Bucks are an interesting spot. I'm I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo's name floated over there. Yeah. I I don't know if they can seriously make another run. I feel like Bowles is almost in like a a lame duck kind of season. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, Sam, James thank Winston you so much for the call. He's out, guys. Ejected from the cockpit. Get out of here. All right, up next we've got Jimmy from Seattle. Jimmy, how you doing tonight? Jimmy, can you hear me? You have yourself muted. Hey. Like, gotcha, can you hear me? Yeah, I gotcha. How you doing tonight? Awesome, feeling good, feeling good, man. How are y'all? Hanging in there, trying to figure out this whole quarterback situation, figuring out what we should do in free agency and whatnot. What's on your mind? Oh, can't hear you again. I feel like when it comes to us New York Jets fans and, and everybody up on the chat and whatnot, we, we are so quick to uh, come up to arms and point out the negatives on, like, Derek Carr and, and Aaron Rodgers and this guy and that guy. And it's like, man, when, when are we going to be even happy that we're even in this position to have these conversations? Uh, but if you ask me, just like you guys were talking about earlier, you guys were talking about the benefits of getting Derek Carr. I, mm -hmm. I understand like a lot of people are like, ah, maybe not. Like we definitely mm -hmm. want to, if you can have Aaron Rodgers over Derek Carr, you probably take that nine times out of 10. But I think this is more of a Joe Douglas move going after Derek Carr. We find out our quarterback position right now that we can head into the uh, the draft and actually do some damage. I mean, obviously with the early rounds, we're we're flipping a coin with, when it comes to Joe Douglas. But I think he's shown that he could he can probably wave a wand or two in, in, in the late rounds. Try to find linebacker help through free agency. I know there's a lot of guys like uh, Tremaine Edmonds, which I doubt that he'll ever get see it. But just in that retrospect, you know, there's Devin Bush and people like that for for linebacker that we can look into uh, pulling in here. But, man, I, I, I love the show. I, I've always listened. First time calling in, man. I, I respect what you guys are doing. Love it. Tune in every time. And uh, I'm going to eject myself and give you guys <laughs> some more time uh, to, to get to you guys' analysis. I love it, Jimmy. Thank you so much for the support and calling in. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, all right, so what did you think about Jimmy's comments there, you know, where he was kind of going? Well, linebacker is interesting, man, because what do you think about Quincy Williams? I mean, he's the Jets' mm -hmm. fastest linebacker, can, could be considered a player on the rise, some impact mm -hmm. plays, some mistakes, but he's going to want big money, big money for what you know what we think he is. Do you pay mm -hmm. him, or do you say, you know what, we let him go and bring back Quan Alexander, but Quan Alexander probably wants more than one year this time because he got mm -hmm. him really cheap last year. So what do you – it's like kind of who are we keeping first, and then, mm -hmm. then what are we going to do? Yeah, I think for me the conversation probably – revolves around Rodgers. Like if you know you're getting Rodgers, you know, maybe three weeks before free agency hits and you have some time to negotiate with some of your players, I would like to go to CJ Mosley and say, hey, look, CJ, we can't have you at a $21.5 million cap hit this year. We want you to retire Jet. We got Aaron Rodgers coming in the building. We got two years to go for this. Let's lower your cap hit. Let's let's retire you a Jet. The money we're going to save on you we're going to try and bring back the linebackers that were with you this past year. Yeah. If Quincy winds up saying, hey, I'm not buying in, I want my money, that's fine, Quincy. We totally understand. We're going for the ring. We just can't pay you that you know, yeah. level of, of money or whatever. And I would try to re-sign Quan for, 
for, you know, if you could get them for the two years for the for the run, I would like to not have to worry about it in 2024. And then you wind up drafting someone. I think we're going to have to re-sign one of the two. And if Quincy's looking for the payday, I'm leaning more towards Quan. And I like Quincy. I like him being a heat-seeking missile, but I like Quan's coverage a little bit more than I like Quincy's hitting. Yeah, same here. And Quan's probably a little cheaper, so that mm-hmm. would work. And then you hope the guy like Sherwood emerges or somebody like that. Yeah, I think they like Sherwood. When we saw, I think it was, was it Mosley that went out for a little bit and Sherwood hopped in in his place? That's, I I think that's an interesting piece to the whole puzzle too. Like, I don't see a situation where the Jets go for a Super Bowl and not have C.J. Mosley on the roster, but I do think that Sherwood could see starting time um, in one of the other court, like linebacker spots with one of our other guys. Uh, William dropped in and says, please use this towards the Jets forever pick at 13. Um, I don't know who Jets forever wants <laughs> at, at pick number 13. Uh, so you'll have to let me know. Uh, he says, Ruckert is tight end one. Yabo is tight end two. I'm just trying to scroll through and see if there's anything that would tip me off as to what he's talking about. Ruckert's tight end uh, one. Uh, y'all don't know talent. <laughs> y'all don't know sports. <laughs> He's an angry elf. Uh, I don't know. His forever pick? Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> Sold. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm good with it. Uh, Brian Bogan drops in and says, didn't Q say he'd take a pay cut to keep Quincy? If that's true, if Quinnen would take a pay cut to keep Quincy, and Quinnen's, you know, if he says, hey, I realize my you know, two franchise tags in a row plus fifth year option is $17 million a year. If you give me $20 million a year instead of the 22 I want, you give the extra two to my brother. Cool. Sign me up. It's a net net wash for me. <laughs> I just don't want to give $15 million a year to Quincy Williams. Uh, what would you think if uh, Quinnen wanted to take a little bit of a pay cut to keep his brother here? That'd be awesome. That'd be phenomenal. I can't see it happening, but that'd be phenomenal. I think Quinnen wants to break the bank, man, rightfully so. One of the best players in, on, you know, in the NFL, he knows it. He's hitting, he's hitting his peak at the right time, man. And Yeah, yeah I, I think for pro. sure. I think that when, when you look at the, the draft pick at number three and you consider what his fifth-year option is going to be, I think his fifth-year option is $9.5 million this year. And then if you tag him, he's going to be roughly $18 million. Then you tag him a second time would be 120% of the value of the previous year, which makes it about a $23 million uh, cap hit in 2024. So realistically, if you were like, hey, we're going all in on a Super Bowl, you just say, hey, Quinn, tough cookies. You're just going to have to, you know, you're, we're, we're playing the money game and you got to play on your fifth year option and we're going to tag you for yeah. two years. Um, I don't want to go that route. I think that's like a hostile way to negotiate. Um, but I think you could go to Quinn and say, hey, look, we have you by the balls. <laughs> we have, like yeah. we have you for an average of 17 million over the course of these next three years. We'll fully guarantee that. Heck, we'll give you a little bit more to to show like the good faith but if he starts saying like i want 25 million dollars a year that is prime for a franchise tag or prime to get traded um i don't think that's going to be the case i think quinnon he's already said he didn't want it, it wasn't necessarily all about breaking the bank for him um hopefully he's not going for like 30 million if he's looking for yeah, donald type money i'm out but this is this is the kind of player the locker room is watching though, dude. Because this is the guy yes. that he he is the epitome of play like a jet. This is the kind of guy that Robert Robert Sala says we want to get our guys paid. Well, you got your guy paid because now he's an All Pro. So mm-hmm. if you don't pay him or you have this stalemate and he's holding out and it gets ugly, isn't mm-hmm. the guys like Sauce and Garrett Wilson gonna be like, what the hell is this? Like this is our guy. This is one of you know our guys, and we're playing this game with him. 
Yeah, I, I think for that reason, you'll see... I, I've said for a while, $22 million a year is fair. I think that is the second highest paid defensive tackle. Yeah. I think it's well above what the Jets need to offer Quinn and Williams based on what they do have him you know, under control for. And I think if that were to leak out at some point that the yeah. Jets offered him, you know, $22 yep. million a year and Quinn is sticking his nose up at it, then I think the Jets are in the clear. I don't think they have to worry about anything. The locker room will, will, will see that report and be like, okay, wait a second, Quinn. And like they, they offered you the bag. You're trying to get yeah. more than that. Um, I think it depends on how Quinn handles it. We'll, we'll sort of, I, I, I don't see Douglas playing, uh, what does that say? That's interesting. Celebrate a first super chat. Oh, Alex or Eric. Eric Salura, thank you for the super chat. <laughs> I got a little alert that said first super chat on my screen. I've never seen that before. Uh, threw me off. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do you think Douglas plays hardball with, with Quinnen, or do you think he actually gives him the, the contract that we sort of feel he deserves? Well, this is his first true test, isn't it? I mean, Douglas has mm -hmm. passed his trade test where he's traded away Darnold and Adams like this, but this is his first monumental player that is not a pain in the ass. You know, Sam mm -hmm. Darnold was kind of damaged goods. Jamal Adams was a complete pain in the ass. This is a guy mm -hmm. that everybody universally loves. Players respect. Everybody respects him. Home, you know, he's your, mm -hmm. he's your, he's a homegrown talent, man. This is Joe Douglas's probably biggest test, you know, to figure out how to, he handles this and not piss off the locker room. Guys, we're going to get to hype Antonio and NY Jets fan four in just a second. Want to hit some of these super chats real quick. Uh, Eric with the the first super chat he's ever sent in. Thank you so much. Uh, says, do you think Joe Douglas is going to go all out for Rodgers? I do. I think the Jets are all in on Rodgers because it provides hope for the number two overall pick in Zach Wilson. I think that's, you know, the, the veiled um, benefit of all this, along with just being the best quarterback that you could possibly get. We heard our, uh, Woody Johnson at the awards night the other night saying, you want the best possible quarterback for your franchise for the New York Jets, and I think that is is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, would you agree, Tyson? Dude, this is all about Woody Johnson, man. Woody Johnson wants Aaron Rodgers. Woody Johnson wants headlines. He wants ticket sales. He wants hype around his team. The Giants made the playoffs. The Jets fell apart. Aaron Rodgers gives you all the positive momentum to give him everything he wants. He, he wants that shiny new toy, man. He wants to be back in the spotlight of New York. So Joe Douglas may want to go all out, but Woody Johnson can push him. Like, dude, you better get on this as soon as possible. That's that's Woody, man. 1189 Paris says, Jackson Smith Najigma, Najigba uh, from Ohio State is supposed to be as good, if not better, than Garrett Wilson was last year. Would you draft him at 13 if available? So I actually really don't love this pick. We had They had us mocked uh, for him in one of these mock drafts early, uh, I want to say two or three weeks ago, and I really did not like it. I don't see any burst from Smith and the Jigba. Like when I looked at Garrett Wilson, I looked at Alave, I saw like the speed pop off the, off the tape. And the one thing with with Najigba is it seems like he gets up to his top speed fast enough, but it just is not very impressive. Like, I think he's going to run maybe a four or five in the, at the combine. Like, I don't think it's going to be overly impressive. I would not take him at 13, maybe in a trade down situation, but who knows? I, I mean, maybe I'm totally off on him as a, as a prospect. Cause it seems like other people are higher on him. Have you done any, uh, looking at Smith Najigba yet? Not, not enough to be dangerous, but I'm with you on this one, though. I'm still mm. – I understand the need for wide receiver at 13. I just can't do it, man. I'm offensive mm. line. I just think it's an enormous hold, and we've seen it. We've seen it firsthand, like how the offensive line plays this team. Mm. And, you know, we'll just – I'm with you on that one for sure. 
Uh, let's see. Mr. Uglis drops in with a member super chat says, what's the impact of Hackett going to do to the existing offensive players and scheme? LaFleur was pretty freaking inept is maximizing the current resources a consideration. Yes, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I talked a lot last offseason about the hidden potential of the defense because of the players we were getting back from injuries. Guys like Carl Lawson, Vinnie Curry, LaMarcus Joyner. You basically added first, uh, like free agents that you've already paid uh, when you were factoring in players for this upcoming year. Makai Becton fell into that category as well. Unfortunately, you know, he had the injury in the, in the preseason. So when I'm looking at the offensive side of the ball and I'm thinking, okay, Nathaniel Hackett's coming in. Anyone who is underperforming on that side of the ball could potentially see some type of resurgence or increased uh, performance play, and that would be guys like Zach Wilson, Lakin Tomlinson. Uh, you could, you know, maybe throw out some of the tight ends in there. Um, those would be the guys I think I'd be looking for the most. Um, Tomlinson being like the critical one. Like that's to me, if you could get like average play out of Tomlinson, it makes your offensive line look a lot less shitty. I completely agree with that. Also, you got to figure like Elijah Moore, the tight ends you can get, you know, get. Oh, yeah, I, I can't believe I forgot Elijah Moore and Denzel yeah. Mims. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my next one. I was say Denzel Mims too. Like guys like that that were completely misused and underutilized, and just you got to find ways to you know use all your resources. And the fact that Rucker didn't play that much pissed me off to no end, especially at the end of the year, dude. It was that was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it. Like, do the Jets move on from one of the tight ends that they brought in last year, or do they kind of give? you know, maybe another red shirt year or maybe a little bit of uh, a little more playing time for Rucker because I do want to see him. Uh, I don't know if I if I want him to be the like all out starter right now. I do want I, I like the idea of earning his starting reps. And I like what we saw from Uzama and Conklin, aside from like the Conklin drops in the Minnesota game like that pissed me off. But I don't know. I thought they were fine. I, we didn't use them as much as I wanted to, but I thought they were fine. The tight ends. Um. Guys, we're going to jump over to the phone calls in just a second. If you haven't, there is a link in the description to Let's Talk Jets Radio. Make sure you head down there, sub up Let's Talk Jets Radio. You got to leave a comment on their most recent video. You got to say Jets Talk sent me here, and you'll be qualified for tomorrow's t-shirt giveaway. You got to do those two things, you get qualified. So make sure you do that. Tyson's got some great stuff going on what kind of, over what there. What kind of t-shirt is this? I want to know about this t-shirt. Oh, psh, okay. So we got we got a few different options. I let everyone pick the t-shirt they want when they when they wind up winning. So you can go to jetstalk.com. You can see what type of shirts are over there. But I do have the wide receiver one covered in sauce shirt. I have the big apple sauce shirt. And I have the uh, the splatter sauce, like a bottom of a soup can. Uh, or sauce can kind of splattered out. Uh, those are the main ones. I have some other people that do like the uh, Just End the Suffering. I've seen the logo shirt go out a few times. I got to work on a few other ones. I have, I have a few more churning around up here that I haven't put to paper yet, but awesome. got some good ones in there. So you want to make sure you, you, you sub up Let's Talk Jets Radio. So you got a shot. You got an opportunity. Got to be in it to win it. Uh, all right. Let's jump over to our next caller. We got Hype in the build. What's up, Hype? How you doing tonight? Yo, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Hanging in there. What is on your mind? So I, I, I got I got a couple of things to say. One, uh, I know we were just talking about the tight ends, right? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest problems with the tight ends is also a problem that the wide receivers had, even Corey mm -hmm. Davis. When Zach was throwing the ball, Zach was throwing bullets. And mm -hmm. their hands 
we're just not used to catching those type of balls from from somebody coming 100 miles an hour. You know, mm -hmm. what, what, when we do get Aaron Rodgers, because, yes, we will get Aaron Rodgers, um, he knows how to take a little something off the ball, which mm -hmm. will make the ball a lot more catchable. That's something that Aaron will teach Zach. So after, when Zach is going into his fifth year and mm -hmm. he takes over, then you'll see a big difference in what our receivers and tight ends will do behind Zach. And Zach is going to learn how to read a defense. And um, one, of the, one of the big things that I do want to say is, yes, mm -hmm. I do think we're going to get Rodgers. I think we're going to get Bakhtiari. And I think we're going to get Lazard. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Rodgers is going to sit out until after June 1st. And and after June first, the reason we're gonna get back Tiari and the reason we're gonna get Lazard is to make Aaron Rodgers comfortable. Mm -hmm. So he could just step right into an offense that he knows and have mm -hmm. people around him that he's very comfortable with. Aaron Rodgers will come in, he will wear his number eight that he wore in college. Ooh, you don't think he wears twelve? I think he's gonna go twelve. We gotta kill the curse instead of killing Namath. We gotta kill the Jersey curse. That's what it's gotta be. Everyone's been joking about Namath's gotta die first. Let me let me explain to you what's exactly what's gonna happen. All right, Rogers, fire away. Rogers wears eight. Mm -hmm. We get to the Super Bowl. Rogers comes out with the number twelve. Oh, could you and imagine? Guarantees Are they allowed the to change win. it during and season? Guarantees the win, baby. Just like David. <laughs> I know last year during the Carol or two years ago during the Carolina game, they switched the linebackers numbers on us just beforehand. But I think yeah. that was it was before week one started. I don't know if you could change the number mid season. Do you know that? Tyson? No, you can't you can. change you can't change mm -hmm. it mid season, but mm -hmm. you can you can swap a number for the Super Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd that. you know that? Oh, oh uh, uh, if it's a number taken out of retirement, you can swap. What? <laughs> I got a I've never even heard of that. Where do you find that rule? I hope yeah, it's true. Look it up. It's if true. he comes out, if 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 he goes like wearing number eight all season, and then he comes out for the Super Bowl wearing a twelve, I'm gonna lose my cool. <laughs> Just but, wait, I got a, I got a question though, because he's got yeah, it all yeah. figured out. What are the Jets giving up to get Rodgers? Two seconds. Ooh, God. Getting me, me toasty over here. I like that hype. You live up to your name, brother. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. You've been Get ejected from the cockpit. Ah, two seconds, man, from his lips to God's ears. Right? That'd be amazing. Let's see. We got Antonio in the chat. Antonio, how you doing tonight? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you loud and clear. Uh-oh. What's up, Tyson? How you doing, Ryan? What's up, man? Good, good, good. What's um, on your mind? Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, so, uh, I liked what Hype said a lot, but I just think mm -hmm. that's a dream. Like, to, for, for him to the swap Rogers the Rogers stuff or the two seconds? <laughs> swap the number in the Super Bowl. Like, that's just like... Oh, yeah. I I want to believe it, man. I want to cry for that. Don't get me wrong. So, uh... Um, I think he's going to wear 12 if he comes here. I really do. Yeah. I think Namath will do it. It'll be a whole ceremony. So, I don't know why no one has talked about Lamar Jackson, but we haven't mm -hmm. heard anything that he's going to be there. And I just think... I would Mm -hmm. If he's available, I would give him a two first and a second in a heartbeat because he's already an MVP. Well, he's like 26, mm -hmm. 25. You don't have yep. to. And like it brings us to a level that the Jets has never been maybe mm -hmm. since Joe. Like 
I <laughs> love the idea of bringing in Lamar. Um, he's not he wouldn't be option one or two on my list because of the cost that it would be. But I just don't right. see the Jets being a, a realistic option. I think when you look at the the Ravens, if you were the Ravens, if you were the Jets right now and you had Lamar Jackson on your team and you had to right. trade him to another team, you're trading a 26-year-old former MVP quarterback out of conference. There's no way they're right. going to trade him in conference. And I do think his most likely landing spot is Atlanta. They offered all the picks for Watson last year. They offered the massive contract for Watson. The only thing they didn't offer Watson was the fully guaranteed contract, even if he was convicted of all the crimes he was convicted of. Only the Browns offered that package that's why he wound up going there i think they're going to give up the contract and the picks to get lamar so i i think that's more so why it's not an option because i don't think he's going to be on baltimore this year i think there's a stronger chance he's with atlanta and i think there's a shot that you see uh the number eight pick be like anthony richardson and he goes to baltimore in that sort of trade okay and uh i think uh Derek carr is an underrated option because he's never mm-hmm. played with a top defense in his whole career mm-hmm. this will be the first time that he would have like a top five defense if he came to the jets also he, he cares about the uh his team doesn't mm-hmm. you know have hissy fits like he will teach you you know him and aaron will teach zach no doubt yeah more so I, I think... aaron because they have that special relationship but mm-hmm. i just think people should not be like oh you know, I don't want him crying because he can't handle the media. Like, come on, the guy. Yeah, I, I don't. I completely disagree with with those people that don't want Carr because the personality stuff. Like, for me, crying in front of the you know the camera, like as much as that sucks, you know, you don't want to see your your quarterback maybe get overly emotional. The dude wears his heart on his sleeve. There, like he gave his all to Oakland and to Vegas. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think that's exactly the type of quarterback you would want to bring. Or I would say that is the exact type of mentality you want to bring in, whether or not it's a quarterback or not. And you heard uh, Woody Johnson say at the the awards ceremony, you want to know what the player wants. Because last year you saw the Jets do it, and I really, really liked it. The They said, we want players who want to be here. We're not going to go out and bid some crazy money for you. We want you to buy into what we're doing. We'll pay you fairly, but we want you to be here, not like the other ways where we've thrown money at Tremaine Johnson. We've thrown, you know, stupid money at Kirk Cousins. He winds up going the other direction. Like, I think we have adults in the room. Tyson, I want to hear your thoughts on on that. That's well said, man. That's really well said. I like that a lot. I think, like, the whole crying in the press conference is kind of being overblown a little bit. He's a fiery, mm-hmm. emotional dude, and Jet fans would love him, dude. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can make fun of him now until he's on your on the field playing for you, and he's giving his heart and soul to the team, scrapping mm-hmm. and clawing, bleeding on the field, and trying to find ways to win games in adverse mm-hmm. situations. I, I like him, dude. I like him a lot. I think he'd be fully vested. He'd be he'd be a part of the community. He'd be a part of the fan base. He would embrace every aspect of being a Jet, and that's something that Aaron Rodgers probably wouldn't do. He'll be here and be like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm Aaron Rodgers." Derek Carr will be. You'll get one thousand percent of him, dude. Yeah, I think that's one thing I'm not concerned about with Aaron or with with Derek Carr. Is you are going to get 100 percent from him, Antonio. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah. you have been injected from You're the cockpit. Uh, all right, we got NY. Oh, I love the chicken. It's my favorite thing. When I I had a, an issue the other day where I moved some files around on my computer, and when I hit the button for the chicken, the file was no longer on my computer. It was on my hard drive, and I was like, "No, what happened?" And it took me like 20 minutes to figure out where the chicken was again. Very happy to have him back. Uh, NY Jets fan four, welcome to the call-in show. What's going on, guys? Ah, hanging in there. What's on your mind, brother? 
Um, I got sort of a hypothetical question for you guys. Um, oh, God. Last time I answered a hypothetical question, I got my ears chewed out. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's hear it. Why not? <laughs> well, let's just say that we, we go after Rodgers, and um, mm -hmm. we, we're not giving up the 13th overall pick this year. It'll be something okay. like a second-round second pick this year, first mm -hmm. next year. And let's say mm -hmm. a, a 2025 second that can turn into a first if he comes back for another year, something, something along those lines. Okay. And the draft and the draft comes around this year, and Skaronsky ends up falling to thirteen. Mm -hmm. um, and a team is willing to come up to trade because a quarterback slipped. Are you guys moving back and possibly recouping the first for next year, so that Ooh. we're technically not really losing much for Rogers? Interesting. Yeah, I wonder if like AVT provides you that flexibility where you may not have to take the tackle. Like, I wonder how ballsy Douglas would get. If Skaronsky's on the board, I would have a hell of a time trying to trade out of that pick. I think, for me, it would have to be, like, a sizable offer. Where's this team coming from? Let me let me pull up the... I want to look at Tankathon real quick, just to see, like, if this hypothetical, what team could we see come up for a quarterback? Uh, really behind us... Yeah, so behind us, you got New England, Green Bay... Washington, Pittsburgh, Detroit. I mean, I guess before you well, get let's into say the Detroit, 20s. Detroit, Washington could be possibilities. Let, let's say like a levy yeah. slips in the draft, you know, and they're willing to Washington's, come up. And, and something yeah, like that. Washington's interesting. Detroit, I don't know. I think they're going to roll with Goff. Tampa Bay maybe well, at 19. What about what about a situation where uh, Richardson slips or whatever and, and mm -hmm. Detroit wants to move up to grab him and let him sit behind Goff for a year? I mean, that would be cool. Something and then you're talking one, two, three, four. I think I want to say New England needs a tackle. So I think you're foregoing the tackle and you're just not going to – you won't have him because especially well, with Green Bay sitting at 15 – you got to think they're going to take the tackle if Bakhtiari is leaving as well. Well, um, they're, they're, they're still maybe get Broderick Jones, something like that, maybe later on sure. in the first. If you're sliding back five picks and Skaronsky's still on the board, that probably means Paris Jones and Broderick Jones are there, so you're probably okay moving yeah. back a few picks. Well, that's, that's probably that's not that I'm crazy. Saying, that's why I'm saying this, because there, there's other tackles that are first-round mm -hmm. talent that you know you could – sort of settle for that could possibly be just as good as Skaronsky. Who knows? Yeah. And that's recoup interesting. that first. And then who knows, maybe next year, you know, Rogers comes back. You could either mm -hmm. trade back in that draft, recoup a 2025 first, and you're technically getting Rogers for a second and like a third. Yeah. That's interesting. If there was a team that was willing to come up and you didn't have to go too, too far back and the tackles were on the board, I think that's a serious conversation you have to have. I think the more interesting conversation might be like, if there was one tackle and someone's coming up yeah. for the, the quarterback, would Douglas then pass on the tackle, knowing you're probably like out <laughs> on that tackle? I'll, I'll, say you, I'll say this. If, we, if we're getting Rodgers this year, which I think we are, um, mm -hmm. I, I don't think JD's given up the 13th overall pick this year. I think it's going to be something like a second and future first. Oh, I don't God, think the 13th overall so pick is going to be involved. Yeah. Dude, could you imagine you trade down to the back part of the first round and you pick up like, uh, you know, let's say you traded the second. You give away the 13th pick and you say, okay, we're, we're going to move back to the end. You're picking up uh, the 20, I don't know, 28th pick, 29th pick and uh, a second to do that. Now you're talking, okay, maybe you go with the 
the center in the first round, like we were talking about earlier, and then you go with uh, you know maybe a safety or a linebacker in the second. I in in a situation where you give up the second round pick for Rodgers, I kind of like the idea of trading down and adding a few more picks at thirteen. Well, if you, give, you, the, if you give up the sec- if you give up the second this year, you're probably doing what Tyson said. You're probably going to go after the veteran center because you're yeah. probably going to miss out on Schmidt. You're going to get the true. veteran That's center, right. put him behind Rodgers. So that, you know, Rodgers is more comfortable and mm-hmm. you're pretty much, that's going to be the pick that you're probably not going to recoup, but you get the mm-hmm. future first back. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board. I like it. NY Jets <laughs> fan four, you've been ejected you're from out of the here. cockpit. Uh, all right. We got Vinny hopping in. Vinny, how you doing tonight, brother? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I Tyson, if any of the characters from your show followed you, What's up, man? <laughs> What's up? How you doing? So right now, I'm just, you know, I got to ask you guys before I ask you guys, how did you guys enjoy uh, Super Bowl Sunday? Ooh, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. went over to my neighbor's house. Um, right now, my hot water's not working, so I'm, I've been, like, resetting my furnace every little bit, so I, <laughs> I have some heat. It's not good. Got a guy coming tomorrow. But Super uh, Bowl was all right. Overall, great game. Liked it overall. No. Yeah, no, I was joking with my coworker who was a Giants fan. I said Andy Reid ruined another Eagles season. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I uh, I'm glad I'm glad Reid won. I uh, I didn't really have any skin in the game. I my one coworker is a big Eagles fan, so like I like seeing him happy if he if if they would have wound up winning. I'm actually surprised the the Chiefs won. I really thought the the Eagles were going to run away with that one. What do you think, Tyson? Yeah, what happened? Don't really say have no challenge. You know, but let, let's let's get back to our beloved Jets. You know, honestly, it, it mm-hmm. seems that it seems you know it seems like we're gonna get Rodgers. But you know, this last second, we're seeing this news about oh, the Jets were interested in Derek Carr. It, it's mm-hmm. got me thinking. Like, it seems like every other week, every other week, we go back and forth on this. It's like the the big buzz this week. It's Carr. Next week, it's Rodgers, and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's like crazy. Like, you know, honestly, I'm gonna you know do try. I see a lot of fans you know, trying to do their you know, good luck charms to try to get one of these quarterbacks. So I want to tell you, I'm going to go. So, you know, I told you this before, the Jets used to hold their training camps in peak skill. They actually held it here back before the Super Bowl. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to the old training field, which is now the high school's football field, and I'm Mm -hmm. placing an Aaron Rodgers photo there for good luck. I, I've been sleeping under an. Uh, I have an Aaron Rodgers uh, picture under my pillow every night for the last month and a half. Yeah. Got too much free time. I got way too much free time. <laughs> but yeah. So V man, so what, what are we giving up for Rodgers? What's the what's the trade compensation? Well, I feel like I feel like it's gonna be this year. Second is probably gonna be like conditional or based on probably like that he agrees to play. At least mm-hmm. two years. That's what I'm feeling. I would be absolutely over the moon if you didn't have to give up 13. I just I find it so. I said I said you can get a player there. You can trade mm-hmm. back and recruit that second. You have so many op- options. If you can, if you can find a way to keep with 13, you mm-hmm. just have way. It gives you a lot more flexibility going into the draft. I feel like they'd rather take the second next year, knowing it's going to be like a late 20s pick and take the 13 pick this year. I think you're more likely to to have it reversed the other way. But, dude, I'm I'm right there with you. If you could do it, I'm yeah, sign me up. (laughs) 
Vinny. You have been Get ejected. But the question the I have is like, it, that's the perfect world for the Jets. But you're also competing mm -hmm. against the Raiders, and the Raiders are desperate. Mm -hmm. I understand they had the whole the cash thing, but they're desperate to sell tickets in that big fancy stadium as well, man. And they may be desperate too. Like, all right, we gave up on Carr. We need a monumental name here, you know, like a, a primetime player here because we got to sell tickets and get people in this building. So, mm -hmm. you know, Josh McDaniels can't just sit around and keep losing games there either, you know? Yeah, that's kind of why I feel like 13 is going to have to be the pick. Unless yeah. there's a situation where Rodgers is not traded and it's draft day and the Jets trade down and then offer a first-round pick. But, like, I think it's just cleaner to do the 13 pick now, know who your quarterback is, restructure the guys on your team because that helps yeah. you with leverage. Now, like, waiting for Rodgers and trading later on I don't think helps anyone. Nope. Agreed. Uh, Brian drops in. Thank you, Brian. Uh, he says, draft day number two. Jets are on the clock at 43. All of a sudden, the Jets logo changes to Green Bay's logo. What's going through your head? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. I would hope we know about Aaron Rodgers prior to this happening. Yeah. Um, let's say we know about Aaron Rodgers and we have him here already. Now, what is your thought process if this happens, Tyson? So we so now we already have Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, let's say we have Rodgers, and now it changes. Because I don't think we're going to have to wait that again. long. Man, I don't even know what I'd be thinking there. I, I'd probably be still so happy we have Aaron Rodgers, I probably wouldn't even see the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Matter. Just, we, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Uh, yeah, I would say if it was anyone other than Rodgers. At 43? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who it would be. It would have to be. I, I brought up, although it wouldn't be a trade, I guess. Actually, if it happens, if there's a second-round pick traded and we don't know who it is at that point, it's going to be because we're bringing in Jordan Love, <laughs> not because we're bringing in our curveball. <laughs> no, it's going mean, to be I Rodgers. Couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine it, it lasting that long for Aaron Rodgers. It can't, you can't let it play out that no. long. You, you've lost no, no, all no. your No, no, no. We'll have Tannehill there. before we wait till the draft to get yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I would be stunned if we waited that long. Yep. Um, but good question, Brian. Always, always like hearing that. Uh, yeah, I would lose my cool. That's basically what it is. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, we got I'm a, antsy now. <laughs> yeah. Boys and girls, we got 17 minutes left in the call-in show. Uh, I did have a poll question in the chat. We have 500 people who have voted on it. Will Carr, or will the Jets host Carr for a visit? 75% of you say yes. 25% say no. So you think, uh, Tyson, do you think Carr does a few more uh, trips to all these other teams, or you think he winds up signing with the Saints maybe earlier? I think he makes the visits, man. You gotta get, you gotta build up as much, you know, much value as you possibly can. Play the game, play the money game, and and enjoy the process too, man. When you're a free agent, you want to get courted, you want to see everything, mm -hmm. you want to get a good feel, you want to make sure you don't miss anything either. Like there's something that maybe an interview with Salah changes his mind. We're like, you know what? Maybe I do want to play for the Jets now. Maybe we hit it off and there's mm -hmm. great chemistry, or maybe he shows up and Salah's like, wow, this guy is not what I thought he was. I don't want him. So I think he definitely makes some visits to just get his build his value up, and then you can play negotiating game like you know what you're offering me 40 million i want 43 and whatever else yeah it's interesting car provides a different type of cost than rogers rogers you're paying for it in draft picks and then yeah. in dead cap but your cap hits with him on the team are fine like you're going to be able to surround him with yep. talent with car unless you have like a really long contract where you stretch out uh, maybe some void years and maybe knock back the signing bonus a little bit. He's going to be pretty expensive. I would imagine he's going to get at least $30 million a year 
fully guaranteed. I think he gets three years, three years, 100, or maybe four years, 120 fully guaranteed. I think that's what we're looking at. You don't think longer than that? I don't know if, I don't know. What if he tells you he I, wants When you look at contracts, minimum. guys kind of want to renegotiate more frequently than not. Like for Quinnen, it wouldn't shock me if Quinnen took a three-year deal so he could cash in on a second big contract when he's 27 and 28. With Carr, I guess he would want the longest possible deal because this is probably his last hurrah. I don't think there's another contract waiting for him unless like something screwy winds up happening. So maybe, maybe he wants more. If he wants like a six-year contract... I don't know. What do you think he gets on a six-year contract if, like, they were to pay him an annual average salary? You think it's over 30 a year? Yeah, probably, what, 33, 35 million a year, probably, right? Yeah. But would you yeah, do it? Like, what's, what's the longest you would go with him? If he if you had to, like, you make your best mm -hmm. offer and he said he wants five or six years, what would you, what would be your standing point? I think I would feel comfortable giving him three years fully guaranteed. I think once you start stretching out a little bit further than that, I start looking at Rodgers um, as more of a plan A. Because for me, Carr fully guaranteed at five years versus like, you know, as much as it sucks, Tannehill at like a year or two. Like I think that the, the yeah. financial hit might hurt a lot more if you have to put together a five or six year deal. I also don't know how much in escrow we're willing to put in. Like if is Woody willing to put forward maybe 250 or, you know, let's call it $200 million over five, six years uh, into escrow. For well, those of you that don't know, they spent money on shit. He better. <laughs> he's splitting the cost for a fucking stadium. He's got the money in the bank. <laughs> I I think he's going to spend the money. I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, if teams were willing. If teams thought he'd get 30 or 40 million a year, do you think we would have seen more trade offers for him? Or do you think, you know, they didn't make those offers because he would have declined them anyway? I think he would decline them anyway. I think he wanted to go to free agency, which is a smart move anyway. That's yeah. no sense to sell yourself short. And then you could pick exactly where you want to go and you could play the game. The chat paid. looks like they'd give him money. a, yeah, chat looks like they'd give him a five year contract, is what people are, are talking about. Yep. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. Carl, I like Carl a lot. The value in him, once you start getting, I think, north of 35 and north of like four, I would say four years fully guaranteed at the most. Um, and then after that, you're you're probably pushing it with me. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I get nervous but with big numbers. That, but that's a negotiating game, though. If you know you're competing mm -hmm. against the Saints and that fifth year secures them, do you say, you it's know true. what? We're desperate. We have like not desperate, but this is our guy. Do yeah. you give that extra year and say, fuck it, I'll deal with it in the fifth year? Yeah. I mean, I don't think if it's fully guaranteed, I think you gotta trade gotta trade Zach in preseason then. I don't think there's any way you hold on to him if you give oh, yeah, yeah. Carr that long of a contract. Uh we got Lima Bean sitting behind the scenes here. Lima Bean, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Um didn't like the Eagles, so I was happy the Chiefs won, but I really had no skin in the game. But like <laughs> I just, I just don't like Philadelphia sports in general. You know, mm -hmm. that's just my take. Um, but besides that, um, here's the thing: you see Aaron Rodgers, he enters his dark room, he sits down, mm -hmm. and then like a minute later, there's a hand on his shoulder, with, and it's Joe Douglas. That's what needs to happen. You know? <laughs> like, he's, hello, he's, a, he's like, "What do you want?" 
<laughs> you're just like, and as soon as Aaron tries to get away, he pulls him back down. It's like, oh no, we're we're not done. No, no, no. You, like they told you, you could leave. I'm not letting you go. Bear hug. <laughs> like as, I Say mean, uncle. it's pretty much like it's just as much as I like Karn, I like him. It's just it's just gonna feel like what the Vikings have, which is like it's good, not great, and we'll be relevant, mm-hmm. but we'll never cross the threshold. We'll lose all of like Sauce's like good years and stuff. like. We'll have something we never had before, but it'll never be enough to put us on the top. And, you know, just our luck, the AFC is so dominant right now mm-hmm. that we have to climb through like four or five different top tier quarterbacks just to get through the playoffs. And mm-hmm. clearly it's also an offensive league. So we need like like a down year for Rodgers was still better than like a good year for Carr. Like that's just the scary part. Like, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, like I just I just I feel there, like we need to go in Rodgers. But isn't there somebody broke it down for me? I think it was our last show we did was that all the times that Aaron Rodgers came up short over the last however X amount of years, like in all mm-hmm. these big games, including this year. This year was the obviously had the injured hand, the thumb, but it's like all these big spots over the last few years, he hasn't played all that well. And it's like, and listen, I'm not discounting Aaron Rodgers, so don't start hating on me or anything like that. But everybody's saying Derek Hart can't get us over the hump. Well, mm-hmm. it's not like Aaron Rodgers has seven Super Bowls either. So I know. Been- I just I just believe in his arm talent and his experience and like his overall quality of play better than Derek Carr. Like, it's not to say like he is like Tom Brady or anything like that. But there's a lot like you might. Uh, who was the guy who was originally his coach? Now he's in Dallas. Like he wasn't turns out that great of a coach. You know, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, yeah Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy. Um, you saw in the championship game that he was against Tom Brady. Like you know, the coaching decisions were not the greatest. And that, like, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that happen, so I don't want to discount Aaron. But like, yeah, you're right. He's not. He only won one Super Bowl, but I think it has more to do with like, you know, his franchise not getting him another wide receiver or trading away his pieces or just, you know, they kind of went full Mike McCagney's draft the two defensive tackles in the first mm-hmm. round back to back. Like, it's yeah, just. But, but isn't like, there? But isn't there a world where Derek Carr could actually be entering into his prime and his play could actually elevate and become better? Like, can players? He's only thirty years old. But I just could he actually get better with the right players around him and also a very good defense featuring Sauce Gardner and, Gar- and Quentin well, Williams? It's possible. Like, we would have to have like a Denver Broncos Peyton Manning situation where everything clicks, but that's just so difficult to manifest. Like, it's just he's already th- in his thirties. Like, if not back then, why now? Like, you know what has to go? He has Devontae Adams as well and a whole bunch of other weapons. So. It's just, it's harder for seat. Can I see it happening? Yeah, but it's like, that's a huge chance that you have to take, you know? Like, it's, uh, I'd rather stick with Joe Douglas in the dark room and just try to figure out this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Like, you know, I would, I, I would come out of there with Aaron Rodgers wearing, like, a Jets jersey at this point. It's just, that's Lot what has to happen. You've been ejected You're out of here. from the cockpit. All right, so let's talk about that for a second. So he's saying, you know, I, I like what you brought up with the, could, Derek Carr get better. And I I wanted to pull something up because I was curious about where it all sort of happened here. And uh, I just want to find the year for it. Uh, So I pulled up Alex Smith because I was curious how old he was when he was traded uh, to Kansas City. And his stats up until then weren't like crazy. He was 29 years old at that point. he was coming off seasons, the, the four seasons prior to the trade, 2,300 yards, 2,300 yards, 3,100 yards, 1,700 yards. After that, so after when he's in his 2019, uh, when he's in his 29th year, 3,300 yards, 3,200 yards, 3,400 yards, 3,500 yards, 4,000 yards, uh, and then his last two years with with Washington were not you know that great with the injuries and whatnot. Um, 
I think you can have growth as a quarterback, especially when you wind up switching teams and it's such a drastic change. Um, I'm kind of drawing a blank on, on like a longer uh, duration of play. Like maybe Kirk Cousins. Kirk was probably like, was he 28 or 30 when he yeah. signed his deal? I think maybe tw- 28 is feeling like the number for me. Let me see. Um, Stafford was older. Stafford was definitely over. So Kirk was 30 when he signed with Minnesota. And since then, he has four 4,000-yard seasons. He did have three consecutive 4,000-yard seasons before that. So I I guess you kind of, you know, you don't know if he's gotten better necessarily. Um, But I would say overall, since he's been in Minnesota, he has been better than than what we did see in Washington. But that may be part of the circumstance in Washington as well. But it's also the situation that you're going into. It's like you're going into a perfect situation where he's indoors, surrounded by ridiculous playmakers. It's like mm-hmm. it's it comes like the quarterback is one facet. Then it's the offensive line, the coordinator, mm-hmm. and the playmakers around you. It's all of it. Like even Aaron Rodgers, you give him a shitty offensive line at one receiver, he struggles. It's like mm-hmm. what like what environment are you bringing Derek Carr to? I think we all can agree. There's some decent playmakers. You solidify the offensive line. You add maybe you add another another playmaker like a receiver you've been talking about. That's mm-hmm. a really good situation with a top probably top ten defense, not a top five defense. They're going to take a step back, but mm-hmm. it's probably the best situation he could probably be in right now. Where I think there is like that whole argument that he can't get better, he can't win games, he can't win playoff games. I don't mm. necessarily agree with that. Yeah, I agree with with your statement there. Now, the only thing I will say is if there's any part of Derek Carr that's buying into like the weird fan hype of oh, the cold weather is going to be an issue, then I think maybe he does look a, a little warmer. And when you factor in like, okay, look at. You know, the other arguments fans are having. Well, the AFC is so loaded at quarterback. Can Carr get you past those types of talents? Right. And I think that's a, that's a fair concern. If you don't think he can, then he's not worth signing. It's like, I'm sorry, right. you're, you're trying to win a ring when it's all said and done. So I understand you possibly not going after him. But if I'm Derek Carr and you're maybe thinking that same sort of way, like what's the easiest way for me to get to where I want to be, which is the Super Bowl? And the NFC South is looking real nice. You already had the conversation with the Saints. Now, I would have conversations with the Falcons, with the Panthers, with the uh, with the Bucks, and I would talk to each one of those teams, bid them all against one another, and then I think he'll sign with, you know, maybe with the Saints. Maybe they're trying to leverage some more money. I don't know how they keep coming up with cap space. I feel like every year they're in cap hell and they find out ways to spend money. So anyone who's saying we don't have money to sign players, the cap is a myth. Yeah, the Saints make a lot of sense, man. Easier division, indoors, great fan mm-hmm. base. You know, yep. it's probably a lot less pressure than other areas. They are probably Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he would do well with Reich as, you know, with that whole setup. And then with Dennis Allen, even though he's only been head coach for, what is it, two years now, he has the – or one year? I think it's only one year. Um, he has the the longevity. He's been with the Saints for, for a number of years. Bowles has been there for, what, three years as the head coach, four years, because uh, I think he was... But he's on the hot seat, though, dude. He, he's going to be a I tough know. sell. Yeah, I, I feel like Carr going there is probably less likely, especially with the cap situation they got going on anyway. I feel like the Panthers and the Saints make the most sense because I really yep. think... I don't know. I don't see the Falcons necessarily going after Carr. I think they want Lamar. Yep, I agree. And then I think, it, it, you know, worst-case scenario, they'll draft a quarterback at eight. I think uh, – what do you think about the Colts? They're sort of an interesting spot. They're, I yeah, feel they're like them really and the Texans spot. are going to, like, be trying to bid for that one spot. 
Yeah, you're thinking drafting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Because they're so young, that, man. Dude, there's a panic situation in my head that I just can't shake. And I, I like like a lot of the Jeff fans, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is coming, but I think a lot of fans of other fan bases felt like Aaron Rodgers was coming over the last few years, so I don't want to get my like hopes the, up like too much. Like the Broncos? <laughs> yeah, like the Broncos. I mean, how... I could, like, go through this whole situation. Like, okay, Rodgers went to the Raiders. Damn it, that sucks. Okay, well, we're going to go for Jimmy G. Oh, well, Jimmy G doesn't want to play with a Shanahan guy. Oh, okay, uh, so he's going to go to the Titans. He's going to go back to a Patriot guy in Vrabel, and he's going to go with the GM or the player uh, pro. The Their new GM was the director of player, a pro player personnel that traded for Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo in San Francisco. So I think he could go to the Tennessee Titans. Then, you know, okay, well, we're definitely getting Ryan Tannehill then, right? Well, what if Ryan Tannehill wants to go to the Colts and be the bridge quarterback over there? He's pissed off the Titans cut him. He wants to face a division rival now. He wants yep. to stay in that division. That's entirely possible. You could have a good running back in yep. uh, uh, the guy from Taylor. from the – yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like I think it, I think that makes sense too. And then now I'm like panicking and I'm like, oh, God, like what car happens? Car goes to the Saints. Yeah, car goes to the Saints and now we're, we're screwed. <laughs> let's, let's plan – I, I don't even know what letter that would be. G? What, what letter are we on at that point? If that happens, is there – we heard – so I, I know we're at the end of the show, but what did you – did you hear the, the Josina Anderson comment about there's some unknown quarterbacks that are may not yeah. be available? What did you kind of make of that? I was trying to think about who it could be. Like, is mm-hmm. it Kyler Murray? But he's, like, you know, that, that that's how I was kind of a guy like that. Yeah, that's Kyler was a name that jumped out at me. So he's due. I, oh, yeah. You and I talked about this. Yep. <laughs> we were off air. Yeah. We, so Tyson and I were talking about uh, a trade at one point. And we're like, I wonder if Kyler gets traded. If the coach that goes in to Arizona decides Kyler's not their guy, because apparently they're having a hard time signing a head coach because of Kyler. He's yep. due $36 million on the 10th day of the new league year. If there's a thought that they think they're going to be tanking this season because Kyler's missing most of the season anyway, and they may want to trade him in the off season of next year, is there a possibility where they say, screw it, let's take the dead cap this year. Let's get whatever picks we can get now and then, you know, figure it out after then. I would not endorse Kyler coming here at all, but I know you and I had mentioned maybe there's a situation where Arizona trades Kyler to the AFC and he lands in Baltimore. Um, I think that's a possibility. The quarterback that was kind of throwing a a wrench in there for me maybe was, uh, you know, like how I I didn't take it as she knew some crazy insider information. I I think Kyler, you know, maybe is an option. I think, uh, you know, maybe Tannehill is an option because not a lot of people are talking about him really. um, Yeah. In the main, on like the main stage, so maybe he's a name that they threw out there. But Dak Prescott was another one. I don't know how they would get it done, but Dallas to me is in a weird spot where you've seen Dak with a great offensive line, you've seen him with great running backs, you've seen him with great wide receivers. They just had a great defense last year, and the NFC is not like the greatest of conferences. And if you had asked me when when Dak was a free agent and they, they were going to franchise tag him, I would have given him the money and, and signed him, no questions asked. But after seeing all that, I don't know if I necessarily want Dak if he were to be the guy. So so what do you think about Dak you know, as a possible option? I love him as a player and as a person or anything mm-hmm. else, but I don't want him. Like I respect him, but I think he would drive us absolutely crazy. He would drive us insane. 
And I think mm-hmm. he'd be the guy that would come up short and we'd be always with the what ifs and could haves. He'll get hurt. But uh mm-hmm. but I think Dallas I think Dallas is getting I think Dallas is ready to move on from him though. Because their comments from the following that last loss were pretty telling as well. The social media account put him on put him on blast too. Like you could tell they're losing patience with him and McCarthy. Yeah, that would be interesting to see where he winds up going. I mean, you'd have to think they'd send him out of conference in that mm-hmm. sort of situation. Uh, Blitzcrew drops in. He says, "If you're not careful, oh. you will end up with Carson Wentz." Yeah, <laughs> I don't love that. Uh, Joe Douglas was in Philadelphia when Wentz was on the roster. Now, Douglas was brought in after Wentz was drafted. So he was not part of that selection process, but he was at the very least okay with going there with Wentz. Um, Is there any situation where you see Carson Wentz wind up in New York? With the Giants, maybe. Not with the Jets. I'd rather (laughs) move, please. Can you imagine Wentz with this team? We've run him out of town after two games. I would be so devastated if that's what we would land it on. That's like... I don't even know how far down the list. I don't want him <laughs> on this roster at all. I've seen enough of him in Philly, in Indy, in Washington. I don't need to see him in New York. Totally fine Mike, with him going elsewhere. I'd go Mike White, no problem. Yeah, right. Like that's at what point do you get to the Mike White question? And I think for me, it's almost like does Mike White feel like he actually could be an option or are they going to continue to groom Zach Wilson? Because I almost get the feeling that White would want to follow LaFleur to LA because at least he played him last year and maybe White behind Stafford when Stafford is possibly thinking retirement in a little bit. Like that might be a nice, nice little path for him. Nice weather. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a perfect scenario for him. Learn. Yeah. And you can, yes, it's really yeah, smart. He's not, doesn't have a, a target on his back right off the bat, yep. but there is an interesting situation. Like, do you think there's any way White does come back here? Not if you're keeping Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, a tough sell. That's, that's kind of tough, man. Yeah, I don't think he would want to come back if Zach's staying. I think if they said, hey, look, like, we want you back. We're not sure what we're going to do yeah. yet. <laughs> but, I mean, but also, just also the money being allocated to position. If you have a car or Rogers, mm-hmm. Zach's making good money. Mike White's yep. earned a good, what, five, six million a year, I think, at this point, at least, right? He, he's earned a decent contract for his play. And which is for his first big contract, you can't put that much money in a quarterback position. Yeah, no, for me, I see him, you know, maybe it's not even necessarily with LA. I think he could get a starting shot somewhere, like maybe somewhere like Washington or one of those teams that's kind of like just out of, you know, playoff contention. Or maybe he's like that bridge guy. Like maybe he goes to to Indy and he's like, hey, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll hold down the fort for at least a year while you wait on Will Levis or, you know, whoever. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to wind up being interesting. Uh, boys and girls. Oh, absolutely. I really like Mike White. I Wherever he winds up going, because of how he handled everything here, I'll be a fan of him, you know, the rest of his career. Um, boys and girls, we have over 559 votes on will the Jets host Carr for a visit? 75% said yes. 24% said no. Uh, so that's where we shook out uh, at the end here. Uh we have reached the end of our show. If you want to get entered to our t-shirt qualifier for tomorrow, all you got to do is head down into the description, click on the link for Let's Talk Jets Radio, hit the subscribe button on their channel, and leave a comment saying Jets Talk sent you there on their most recent video, and you'll get entered to our t-shirt qualifier tomorrow. Tyson, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Let them know where to find you and what you got going on. 
First of all, it was an honor, man. I had a blast doing this with you. I could talk football for hours with you. So uh, definitely appreciate it. Like you said, let's talk Jets. We're uncensored. We're crazy. We welcome everybody. We're not as professional and as intelligent as Ryan is. We're a little bit more, a little out of control. So uh, we're, you know, we're live Mondays, Tuesdays, Sundays, and do all kinds of stuff. So check it out. Seriously, if you guys have not watched Tyson over there, they do some great stuff. Their game streams are legendary. I love the comments and everything that goes flying over there. Their live chat is a lot of fun. Tyson, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us tonight. This is Jets Talk signing off. I'll see you guys tomorrow for our Talking Jets panel. Myself, Green Bean. We actually got Richie joining in for Matt. Uh, he's got a little Valentine's Day action going on, so uh, Richie is subbing in. But boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing in the locker. Touchdown, Jets!